Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. following message is sponsored by Truth. Are you or someone you know suffering from shapeism? Shapeism is a debilitating disorder which affects a person's entire worldview and is characterized by ignorance, denial, abandonment of basic morals and values. 
An unwillingness to think critically about things read or heard by mainstream media is a strong sign that you have been affected. Fortunately, sheepalism is treatable in many cases. Treatment may include, but is not limited to, training to help the patient understand that truth is being intentionally withheld, help in understanding that assumptions and speculations do not qualify as evidence for truth. Living with sheepalism is frustrating. Thankfully, there's hope for those suffering this debilitating condition. If you or someone you know is dealing with sheepalism, please contact your local truth movement for treatment. They're standing by to help you now. And remember, you're not alone. Side effects of treatment may or may not include shortness of breath, migraines, anaphylactic shock, and a worse scenario, heart attack. See your support specialist for details. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually, but for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that do not exist. So he wants to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough, we will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fuss budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you adults and something duckers who will let us get away with it. Now, back to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
everyone welcome back to another great night here on freedomizer radio of course i'm your host proof negative the big kahuna here on freedomizer i want to thank everybody so much for finding us today today is tuesday uh while i am seeking a brand new permanent co-host today uh we do have nicole filling in here and if you out there in radio land want to be a part of the show tonight the number here is 319 527-6208, and just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into the conversation. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Nicole in here. Welcome Hi in. Hi there. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you like the applause. Oh, shucks. Applause and all. <laughs> well, you want that applause. You don't want the Nelson. Amen. <laughs> you know what the Nelson is, right? Yeah. But I I just, I wanted to ask you, too, I wanted to talk to you briefly. Yes. I wanted to talk to you briefly, too, about this thing about in 30 days we're going to be locked down again. I just oh. want to tell you I, I never did that the first time. Well, the... Just because you and I did not comply does not mean that they're not going to try it, and, and we're going to have to see it. Oh, that. yeah. It's I'll up be to curious us to, to, see, to though, comply or not. I'll be curious to see in this round how many people will actually comply this time and who will actually – because people were coming around, some people. Some people enjoy this. I think they think this is a great lifestyle, and they're antisocial to begin with. But they, they, uh, they simply don't. They don't. They like staying in the house. They like being scared, and that's their lifestyle even before this. 
But I think I wonder if others won't start to say, no, enough is enough. I wonder what percentage will do that. Well, I think, though, Nicole, uh, in this realm, is that nobody wants to do this uh, unless you're one of the – and I'll put it down to maybe maybe as low as 20%, but I would say somewhere between 20 and 25% of the public has no problem with this. They They believe the fake news. Uh, and then there's another 50%, at least. There might be 60%, the, but at least 50% is going to comply, and they're going to say, I hate these stupid scams, I hate the scam dates, but then they go out there and they spend their money and they wear their scams all day, and all they do yeah. is complain. Yeah. So Those are the worst. That, that leaves anywhere from 15 to 25% of the public that I think, is ready to not do a damn thing. Yeah. So yeah, and is that's that a shame. going to be enough to turn the trend? Because that that fifty to sixty percent that uh, are doing it just because they don't want to get yelled at. Um, if they see people like us, some of them will come around. But the average fool on the street is going to comply because they see everybody else complying. Yes. Yes. For I. I my my husband went to the store this is you know back in 2021 and i was telling my pastor's wife about it and she said what he doesn't wear a mask everybody has to wear a mask i'm like uh no we don't but she really was completely flabbergasted that somebody would actually go into a store without a mask like like i'm sure you get about being barefoot <laughs> yeah you know well, it's the same concept, just a different part of the body and sure. and 60 years of social stigma attached to it. Other than that, it's the same thing. They're, yeah. they're not mad at you for not wearing a scam. They're mad at you for not complying with uh, with big government. That's all they're yeah. mad about. Because if, yeah. if government told you, Nicole, that it's perfectly okay to not wear shoes, all those people that mock us, they would be doing it. But the fact that that government tells them what to do they they own it it's it's the law people didn't even realize that this wasn't this Matt no mandate is a law it wasn't the law it was never a law and it will not be the law this September either but people really believed it was in stores they would tell us oh no it's the law now uh no sorry it isn't I, I never complied before. And nope, that's specifically, I, it, it, Nicole, that, that's specifically why I, I took a job where I work at home, because I didn't want to deal with these scam dates ever again. Yeah, that makes sense. I, when I, it, this all first came out in 2020. There was maybe a two-week time period where I thought, Hmm, you know, this seems a little bit over the top. And then I saw on Facebook they had a, and of course I'm sure this video got quickly taken down, but where the, the L.A. hot, because I'm in uh, southern Communifornia here, and in L.A. they had this hospital that was supposedly crammed with patients, 
You know, we have to have everybody stand back because everybody, it's crammed in here. Nobody can come near mm-hmm. this place. Well, somebody dared come near the place and took videos. The place was nearly empty. And I began to say, wait a minute, wait a minute now. This is a this is not right. This is messed up. And from there on, and I was, at that time, I was really a minority. And I mean really a minority. And then, you know, people like Peggy Hall and different people on YouTube started coming on the scene. And from what I understand now, uh, pretty soon YouTube is going to have uh, something where they're they're going to start limiting what we can even say even more than they were about this. Well, that, that's why I, I uh, for my my stuff, I mean, Barefoot is legal. I'll post over there sometimes, but I'm I'm on Rumble. <laughs> They uh, they okay. gave me two strikes for my broccoli man cartoon, and I'm not willing to <laughs> I'm not willing to uh, to give them the satisfaction of shutting my account down. That's good. Yeah, Rumble Rumble is getting more and more popularity, but it's just it's scary to me. Like on Facebook, that people can show pictures of nudity and yeah. you know skimpy little outfits. But if you dare, and, and these are, this is a page where kids can get on, but if you dare say anything about the government or scam dates or anything else, it, it'll be taken down eventually. Even if it doesn't oh. get taken down right away, it will yeah, be taken down. Yeah, let me tell you this. Post. Sunday night, Nicole, I got a two-day spy book ban because I shared an article about how a store owner uh, in Northern California – her business was shot up and she was shot dead because she had an American flag in her, in her front window. So oh, they gave yeah. me a two day ban. I appealed it wow. and they said they reviewed it manually and the, and the play stands. So they, they said that was too offensive to put on spy book. So oh, you can wow. have, uh, you could have other ways that people could die and you could post about that, but, the fact that they shared an American flag, that that's what was right. over the top. Right. But I asked right. about Never it in the rules, and they, they said it's an unwritten rule that, that shows that you're uh, potentially that post makes you a right-wing extremist. But she wow. was a Never champion in the LGBT community there. Yeah. Uh, here? No, in Alhambra, California. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm in San Diego, but... Uh, it's no, it's I'm, pretty much It was everywhere. a nationwide story. And all I did was share okay. it. Oh, I thought you said, how is the LGBTQ? Sorry, I couldn't, you cut off there. No. But, yeah, I, they're everywhere now, though. It's not just California anymore. It's not San Francisco, the land of fruits and nuts anymore. It's everywhere. It's, they're, they're, Everywhere, California is the start, and it just spreads around, just like all the scams and everything else. It just spreads around. So I don't, I don't know if you ever joined my my spy book group, but uh, we're gonna fire it back up. That bareface is legal. Oh, okay, good. Yes, I did. Okay, so it's uh, right yes, now. It's under bare. If you go to facebook.com/group/bareface4. And just confirm that you're in it, because we oh, got okay. shut down so a few times. Up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't seen anything posted up there in a couple of years. 
I post occasionally just to keep it relevant, but now we'll fire it back up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is supposed to happen in uh, 30 days or so, right when we're starting to plan our vacation, of course. Well, which we were here's, supposed to here's how it's supposed to happen. So they're going to try and get the government employees in, in, in September, but they announced this, this uh, new strain, whatever it is. I don't even care. Don't want to, don't want to know. They announced this strain on August 16th, August 17th. They say they have the, the gene therapy for it already, and it will be out in the stores by September 10th. Isn't that something uh-huh. where, it only took them less than 24 hours to just, hey, I think we have something here to, all right, this is going to be the worst one How ever. How amazing. And, and we found a cure for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, and, and it will all come into effect just like the virus that's supposed to come in 2025. Right. <laughs> And then, yeah, uh, and then you'll have all the what? lemmings that are like, well, I better go get my gene therapy because my, my job is going to tell me to do so. And then you have the death from that, and then they'll label it a COVID death. Because uh, if, if you see. got your gene therapy, uh, if, if you die within two weeks of getting your gene therapy, then that counts as a COVID death. Oh yeah, and plus the plus the fact that that gene therapy gives you COVID to begin with. I know more people right. who got COVID after they took it than before. What the uh, what they'll probably do? Watch watch this move. And I'm not saying this will happen, but I I won't be surprised. What if they have a lockdown? And while we have a lockdown again, and they they take it to how it was in April of 2020, and then they crash the U.S. dollar, and they give people back money, but only in the CBDC version. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then you'll have to now. you'll have to get hooked up with that in order to get your your government money. Uh huh. Yes. And even now, everything everything is getting. So ridiculously expensive. We go out to breakfast, and it's about forty-eight dollars at Denny's. At yeah, Denny's. That's, uh, I just can't believe uh, I, I'm in Vegas, and uh, there there are places out here you can get a prime rib dinner for sixteen dollars, but uh, just a regular uh, bacon, sausage, and spinach omelet will be nineteen fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's getting worse and worse. And then, on top of that, there's no help at restaurants anymore, and more and more places are shutting down, and and that's how they want it. They seem to just have to have everybody at home. That's their ultimate goal, it seems like, is just lock everybody inside. Nobody goes anywhere, and uh, we'll all be online where we can all be trapped. Yeah. Not that I mind doing things, you know, here at home, but I'm not a computer person. I'm not really a tech person that likes to just sit on a computer all day. I am not a couch potato. I like to get out of my house. And when everything closed down, we pretty much did. In fact, Thanksgiving, um, I don't know if you're, I'm sure you're familiar with Peggy Hall. She had a Oh, yeah, we were on each other's shows a few times. Yeah, she had a Thanksgiving bash, literally, 
and in 2020, and a ton of us showed up there. And, oh, did that just upset and bend people out of shape. You know, how dare you celebrate a holiday with a bunch of people? Right. You know, and they're telling you how many people you can have at your house and how many people can be seated where. It's insane. And everybody that and doesn't live there, that. you have to wear scams all day in, inside your own house? Yeah. Yeah. That will never happen in this house. <laughs> never. And, you know, I, I have family members, I have friends that insist on that. And, and so, some of, a lot of them are coming around, uh, but some of them are still just masks, you know, like that uh, ex-friend you had on yeah. spy book saying, oh, masks save lives. It just astounds me that anybody would still believe that, but they do. No, I, as you could tell, I, I, there are posts that I could I could put off that that can get a few hundred comments at one time. So oh, yeah, uh, I do sure. keep a I do keep a large amount of Facebook friends for that reason. But I do try to make it a point where I'm I'm very personable. I don't just collect people like I do baseball cards. I I try to make sure I say hello to people and. Uh, I, I, that doesn't mean I go to 5,000 different Facebook friends' pages every week, but I, I try my best to make the rounds, and if I don't see you for a while, I'll try to say hello in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, you know, and that's good. I, I have quite a few friends, too. It's It's back up into the thousands again, I think. It was not for a while because mm-hmm. either somebody took me off their page or I took them, but I've gotten, you know, I've gotten new friends over the years from all this, but I, I had to take one specific person off because she had just had a baby and she was allowing that baby, she was basically using, letting that baby be used as an experiment for gene therapy and saying, oh, isn't she so brave? She's getting her sh- first shot today, you know, like she ever had a choice. And right. I couldn't take it. I, I had to take her off. I couldn't watch that. Next thing you know, I, I'd, I'd see my baby just had a stroke. I don't understand. You know, I, I can't watch that. That's the type Speaking of stuff about I just don't things, want. To I, I want to bring this up. I, I want to see if it's just me. Notice how nobody is saying pray for Hawaii. Everybody is all on this uh, pray for Ukraine still, but. Uh, Hawaii happened. Nobody's praying for Hawaii. No, you know. Come to think of it, I haven't. I haven't seen a post like that. And, you know, I this this. I think the of course the whole Ukraine thing is just a distraction. You know, I, I had one person get out of my group because she said, "Oh, I'm just so depressed about all this Ukraine." St-. And I'm like, why? It's a distraction. It's just, it's ridiculous. And yeah, Hawaii, you know, the fires, the, oh, and the the big hurricane that San Diego, California was supposed to have this weekend. Uh, my house was supposed to blow down. And we're still here. We got 
rain. We didn't even get thunder. I was very disappointed, not where I was anyway, maybe somewhere else, but we didn't even so much as get thunder. And all it was, I mean, we had a worse storm this past winter here. Yeah, well, on Sunday it rained here quite a bit, but not, not not as much as I expected. I think Saturday was a worse day for us. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if we got much rain after 6 in the morning. Yeah, I'm not going to say we didn't get rain. We did. We got a lot of rain, but yeah. not, but not like Palm Springs. Status. Right. I mean, not just not hurricane status. And, yeah, I mean, other parts of California did get it pretty bad. It got pretty windy. But, you know, that's desert area anyway. It just seems like anymore they're coming up with new ways to terrify everybody. And if you're terrified, you're going to stay in the house. How's the weather in Vegas right now? Uh, it's in the high 80s. It'll get back to the hundreds here uh, by the end oh, of the week. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets pretty humid there. Well, after it rains, it'll be humid, but hot and humid. Yeah, yeah. But it it uh, it get. I I went there for our honeymoon, and it was pretty humid when we went in 2011. Hmm. Now, the one thing I am I am wondering about, though, if they try these scam dates, uh, the uh, city management of, of Las Vegas especially does not believe in these scam dates. Really? It's the scam dates that cost our, our, our Democrat governor, which we called Governor Shitsack. Uh, he oh. lost because of that. So we have his, his best friend, Sheriff Joe Lombardo, as the governor. Nevada was the only state uh, back uh, last year that that flipped red. Really? And 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 didn't bother with any of the scam? Did they push the scam dates at all? Well, well, we haven't had scam dates for the past year and a half because, uh, well, COVID wasn't really much of a thing. But before that, oh, yeah, this this governor, uh, he took his orders from Governor Gruesome. So... If uh, California uh-huh. was doing something, he was all about it. Oh, okay. and this guy, this guy ran Lombardo ran on how uh, Las Vegas should have never closed down, and uh, we don't believe in a lot of what the the governor did. So, with Nevada being the only state that flipped red, I'm I'm curious to see if Lombardo keeps his word. That would be good. That would be a great thing. Especially well, I'm if, worried if that, he's a, that he's a squish type of Republican and uh, uh, not a uh, not a DeSantis type. I'm worried uh-huh. about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it's always a, a risk with anyone. I mean, churches, governors, anyone. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to a church here for a while, and, you know, we prayed for the nation and, you know, all that kind of thing. And 
then we we just happened to look on their website and saw that uh, the the pastor was in the photo wearing a scam, and he claimed not to really believe in that. I wouldn't want my picture with a scam on it. I don't know who came up with the term scam first, if it was me or Peggy. I think we both did it about the same time. Could be, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we I both listen, called them I've, scams. I've, yeah, I well, it could have been you. I think I've heard it more from you because I, I watch Peggy's videos. I hear her use the term, but I think you're the one that came up with it. It's a good one. Well, I was the one that started Barefaces Legal in April of 2020 when I saw a trend about how these places were considering scams. I'm like, I got to get ahead of this. That's good. That's good because um, that's when it really, everything went bananas in April. That was the worst. It was the craziest. But here's that the was thing, though, were... Nicole, let me, let me share with you that I tried my best to get activism involved in all these cities where we had a ton of members. We had... Uh, we had 38,700 members, and uh, Spybook decided that they didn't like our, our, our kind. And uh, we made the front page of the USA Today. Good. You can't have almost a, a group with almost 40,000 members just gone because the Zuckerberg wants you to wear a scam. Yeah. Yeah. I, April, April, I, I didn't even know. T- in April, I felt very alone because everybody around here, you know, if you even suggested that this might be a scam, you're going to kill your grandmother. How mm-hmm. dare you, you evil person. And I really didn't know of anybody. I think the first group that I saw was Reopen California, and that was that was where I got connected with Peggy. You know, and I started going to their beach church over that summer, and I started to see that more and more people than I realized saw this for what it was. But back in April of 2020, we were the minority. We we just thought this was just the creepiest, weirdest thing, and Peggy Peggy was just such a breath of fresh air. I found her YouTube videos. I think it was about late May. And that's how I got connected with her and the beach church. And that was, at that point, that was my saving grace. It's that was funny. I'm not very photogenic. But I, I, I was able to get almost 40,000 into a group, but I did not have anything go viral. Oh. Everybody else had a video or two where they had a crazy amount of traffic. Peggy Hall became famous off this. But me, I yes, could run bare faces legal. I, I could do all this other stuff. I, I don't get anything. Not that I'm mad. Huh. I'm happy that I was able to corral that many people. But it's like you see people get on the news because they have a group with 9,000. It's like, well, we got 38,000. That I mean, I think that's great. I think that's a lot of people. That's certainly something to be proud of. Oh, I'm not mad about that. It's just, uh, but, um, I, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm just surprised. I haven't, I haven't blown up Barefaces Legal. Like, the, the Barefoot is legal. I, I've had a few pockets where I've had some viral traffic. I had one post. Uh, we, we had a nonprofit, uh, well, the nonprofit for Barefoot is Legal. We had a meeting 
in Minneapolis, and I showed our our management team and everybody that was in the area. Uh, I, I was getting us popular because of the memes I was making, and I did this one about driving barefoot debunked, and I put all the bullet points on there, and everybody was getting ready to uh, go party at the – one of the board members had a boat that, that seats like 30 to 40 people, so everybody was getting ready. Within an hour of me making that meme and putting it up, I had over a million in traffic and, and three uh, interview requests with, within one hour. So I wow. stayed behind and just worked on traffic and set up interviews. Wow. So that, that has gotten over 80 million in traffic just on SpyBook. So, and that did, but not, because I, I mean, personally, I choose to wear shoes, not because Oh, I don't tell the people what to do. That's, that's the beautiful yeah. thing about it. Yeah, but uh, don't, don't ask me to cover my face. You know, I, I need to breathe through my nose and my mouth. And so that, that's. But the thing little... is, is that people from one group will find the other and vice versa. Yeah, And it makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Definitely it does. Definitely. So did you did you happen to meet Peggy in twenty twenty? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, Peg Peggy's awesome. She's Well not uh, in person. I, I, I actually, mean we've done each other's radio shows before and stuff, but not not in person. Okay. Oh, but I meant, you know, come across her. Did you come across yeah. her because of the okay. Yes. Yeah, and she, I, I volunteered for her Healthy American for a while, and that was a neat experience. I got to really uh, talk to a variety of different people on the phone that were just really hurting from all this craziness, and just to let them know they weren't alone, was it was a good experience. It really was neat to just converse and become friends with people of like mind. But the, the thing is, somehow, that these people, the globalists, they really have doubled down on the fact that they think that the American public despises Trump, and, uh, and they'll just listen to the Democrat authority. Because with the, Brandon can have a 12% approval rating. But, but a lot of those people, even though they don't like what he's doing, they will still vote for him. Right. Anything but Trump. Yeah. So that that's what they're banking on. Just like what Brandon did in Hawaii yesterday, where there, there's no food coming in, there, there's no supplies, and when he gets asked about it a few days later, his response is no comment. And he goes there yeah. only because he's pressured to do so. And then he goes to sleep during the uh, during when they're doing a speaking engagement. And then he tells a story where he thinks it's, it's Comedy Central or Evening at the Improv. Yeah. And nobody wants that. No. No. You're going to give the illegals 2200 a month to, to go move somewhere. Uh, but you're going to offer the residents of Hawaii a one-time payment of $700, not just each person, but for the whole house. You yeah. get a one-time 700 
Yeah, and we we don't take care of our people. We just don't. And the the. But they don't have to, Nicole. That most of those people are going to vote Democrat anyway. So he, yeah. he could he could he could personally tell them to bend over and and uh, and he'll crap in their face and they'll still yeah. vote for him. Yeah, they don't care. And he will too. <laughs> he will. He he doesn't even know what he's doing. He probably thought it was Comedy Central. He he probably thought he was up on stage at Comedy Central. He probably did. Mm-hmm. He he is senile. It just blows my mind that it hurts to listen to him. It is like, really, you guys? I mean, I get that you guys are idiots to begin with, but this is an all-time low. Listening to but him talking. The whole talking, thing is, uh, do we do we have the numbers? I doubt it. I don't know one way or the other. I think it's close, but I, I don't. I, I can't say. I can't say that I'm confident. But I, I think that the, that Brandon's pissed off enough people. But I, I, I can't. I can't. It, it's too close to call. I I never would have imagined he would get in in the first place. It blew my mind. It's like they are that desperate that Trump can't get in, that they would pick. Someone like Brandon over him at all costs. Well, they, they absolutely I, I love never, Brandon uh, because look at what they've been able to accomplish. Because because uh, he's a puppet, basically. Yes. He he doesn't even know really what's going. If you asked him what's going on in Hawaii, he probably doesn't even know. He probably yeah. is completely senile, pooping his pants. Still, I, I just like I honestly didn't see that one coming. I knew. That there'd be some some tricks and things, but I did not see that one coming with with Brandon coming in. I just I didn't think it would sink that low, but it's just getting worse. I'd like to I would love to think that Trump is going to win this time, but I don't think he's going to. And you know I don't know about DeSantis; he might be too new, but Trump was too. But I think they'll pick anyone over Trump, anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I I don't I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think the next time if we don't win, I think we're just in tr- more trouble than now. I'm not sure we can salvage this. I hope we can, but it's not a good situation. I used to study cults. I used to be very interested and still am. But when I was a kid even, just really fascinated with the Jonestown, the People's Temple, how they would just do anything that he said and they would allow him to whip them and allow other people in the cult to whip them. And I always found it fascinating how, as a, as a kid, you know, I learned about this in Sunday school, you know, how these adults, you know, and I was one of those willful kids that, why would you even choose that as an adult, you know? And I think now now that I'm watching this basically take place on a national level, I think it's it's frightening 
because people want, I think they just want other people to tell them what to do and guide them and, and sheeple, as I love that commercial, that little bit you did about sheeple. They just oh, want to be sheep. They just want to be led around. Co-host, but yeah. That's great. <laughs> So have you uh, have you seen my Broccoli Man cartoons yet? I have not. Are they on the website? No, they're on Rumble. Oh, okay, okay. I'll check it out. So yeah, one of my I, I might have seen them a long time I, I ago. Play, I play an episode on every show. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I might have heard that. No, come to think of it, I did hear one of them... Uh, through the phone, last time I co-hosted. Yeah, I could do I could do funny commercials like that. I just need studio equipment for that kind of thing. I don't I don't have a very sophisticated setup here, and well, I, I have needed I have one something. for a while. Uh, I just got Pardon? some twenty dollar headset at uh, at Office Depot and in uh, a program I downloaded for free. Oh, what program? Audacity. Okay, Audacity, and and that can mix things, music and things. Yeah, you can put music under it and stuff. Yeah, it's free. Oh, great! I used to have it a long, long time ago, and with my new computer, I need to re-download it again. I haven't really messed with it too much. So Audacity, actually, yeah, that's that sounds like it's a good program. I just haven't messed with it a whole lot. I wasn't impressed in the you know way back in the day with the sound quality, but I I hear you can do a lot with it, and that's what I want to learn, like music and mixing and things. But right now I don't have the setup. I always had somebody yeah, else behind the studio. And then I can I can make some cartoons, and then I can pull MP3s off of that to make some car- some commercials. Very cool. So we have this character in the Broccoli Man family. His name is Jamar. And uh, he's one of the students at Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. And he really likes going to SHIT. (laughs) And uh, his school is going back to demanding scams and, and gene therapies and he's in the Guinness Book of Records for having the most heart attacks and living. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and the doctor Great. just uh, is like Lucy from Charlie Brown. Oh, don't worry. The next one's safe and effective, and, and he's starting to figure it out. Excellent. That's great. They need more cartoons like that all over the place. Well, that, that's why uh, I'm not allowed on YouTube with this. Oh, I'm sure. And YouTube's about to get more stringent, too, with this round of crap. Well, if they want to butt light themselves, that's fine. There yeah. is Rumble. Yeah. It's not like they're the only game in town. Yep, not anymore. Well, they never were, but I think <coughs> channels like Rumble and things like that are getting more mm-hmm. popular now. But, so yeah, I'm gonna uh, play, YouTube... I'm going to Go ahead. YouTube is just lost. I I love some of the old shows to watch up there, but apparently you can uh, 
you know, there's there's a lot more nowadays other places, so they aren't the only game in town. Right. All right, so let me go ahead and uh, and handle business here. So um, I, I guess it doesn't make a difference for you if you if you play it live or not. So uh, I'll go ahead and uh, and play it over the audio here. So okay, let me get this ready here. I'm still uh, trying to locate it here. Uh, there we go. Okay. All right. I'm going to count it down right now. So three, two, one, action. Hello again, Jammer. Welcome back to school, son. I see we need to get you caught up on the last several boosters. I don't know, B. My parent one and parent two said that if I get another gene therapy, they are pulling me out of Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am so close to graduating SHIT that I do not want to go to another school. Son, I do not need to hear any of that noise. I just want you to come in here, roll up your sleeve, and take these gene therapies as your school is requiring. It is far too important for you to continue helping me make money. My insurance is about to drop me because I have had 53 heart attacks. My parent too said that my life insurance policy is not covered if I get another gene therapy. I am not worried about your life insurance policy or you not being covered by your insurance. My only concern is that I need money. Now, son, you need your boosters so you can get into school. Soon you will need to provide proof of your gene therapies just to go into a store. If you are not current on your gene therapies, your microchip will stop you right where you are and we will be called out to boost you. Are you prepared to allow that to happen? Can you take out my microchip, B? I just want to live. Oh, heavens no, son. These stores are now about to require you to have a microchip in order to enter the building. We will be requiring a microchip to come to my office. You will not be allowed to come get your gene therapies if you do not have your microchip. Isn't that illegal, player? Only in eight states, son. And even then we might be able to get around their laws. I feel like I was tricked into all this. Why does it seem like the less popular Brandon is, the more they want to go after us? Now, son, there is no guarantee you will get a heart attack. These gene therapies have always been safe and effective. If they are safe and effective, why do you have hospital staff waiting for me outside the door? And then there is also a coroner outside telling to sign something that said it is not the gene therapy that caused me to get a heart attack. Why are you making me sign stuff like I am about to die? And you expect me to keep believing this? Son, we all know Brandon is not popular. We need to help boost his popularity so the World Economic Forum can take over the United States. 
We absolutely cannot have Donald Trump as president. I understand, B. That is why I am voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He will put a stop to this. Robert F. Kennedy. That is worse than Trump. He knows too much about what we are doing. If he becomes president, which he will not, I will have to go back to my home country so I do not get arrested. So you support Brandon after all this mess? If I have to, yes. He helps protect my money. Randomly for office is job security for me. I can always use a new condominium. But I prefer Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Okay, son. Roll up that sleeve so I can kill you. Um. I mean I need to give you these gene therapies. Do you really think I am that stupid, B? Absolutely, son. You're 99% something go. My job is just to make sure I enforce gene therapy restrictions. So why should I get the gene therapies if all you want to do is help me die? Now, son, you are not supposed to think about it. You are just supposed to roll up your sleeve and accept your fate. My job as a doctor is to sell these gene therapies. In doing so, it means that I get paid more monies than I can ever dream for. It is not that I dislike you, son. I just like my money a lot more than I like you. I think it sounds rather sus that a new strain is announced to the world on August 17. Then on August 18 we are told they have a gene therapy for that specific strain. And it will be ready on September 10. How did they get out the gene therapy for this strain so fast, B? Now my son, we are doing this for your own good. How is my dying the best thing for me? Well son. We need to get Earth's population under 500 million worldwide. We need to protect our resources for the 1%. Keeping the 99% alive ruins our opportunity to take over the world. I am not willing to give up my life and die so that everyone can get rich off me, bro. That is a very story, son. Now why have you not rolled up your sleeve? Also why is there not a bloody scam on that face? All right, so that's uh, that's the latest. That's about the gist of it. That's scary, uh, too eerie to real life. I had a friend go to the doctor, and the nurse practitioner was offering her not just the, the vaccine, but all these other flu shots and things that she didn't need. And she, she said, wow, don't you trust us? We're just trying to help you prevent... Don't you trust us? But she's much sweeter than me. But I, on the other hand, would just say, no, what's your point? I don't go to the doctors too much unless I'm dying. Um, I'm looking for another one here that I might be able to show you. By the way, I found your bare face is legal, too. I am still a member. Oh, good. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to show you one more of our uh, our broccoli mans, and, I, and we'll move along. Okay. Since you're new around these parts, I'll I'll get a second one here. I want you to I want you to hear. Uh, the wiretap, who's 
Broccoli Man's biggest uh, nemesis. And there's a guy named G. Lobelist. So he's richer than Bill Gates and the guy that owns Pfizer. This guy owns Lysenica Pharmaceuticals. And he runs the, uh, he runs the, the, uh, they call them superheroes, but it's really a crime syndicate. So Broccoli Man is the superhero of the 99% and the wiretap is the superhero for the 1%. Okay. So if you're ready, I'll go ahead and throw it down. I'm ready. Yep. All right. I'll count it down. So three, two, one, action. Come in. Hello, Mr. Broccoli. What the green dude? I don't remember ever inviting you to my office. That's okay, Mr. Broccoli. You can tell it to my codpiece. You have refused to honor a demand to stop telling people about the negative effects of our gene therapies. Our sales are down almost 80% for this quarter. It is because of you, Joe Rogan and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that we are no longer making monies like we did during COVID. We are now going to force you to go get your gene therapy and tell everyone how great these gene therapies are. I did diddly ding dong down been told you you were always stepping in it, sir. Now you will pay the price for not listening to globalists. I do not listen to globalists. Especially you, G-Globalist. Silence, mortal. I do not talk and negotiate with the 99%. I am only here to either force you to comply with my demands right this instant, or I will shoot you dead with my gun right now. And we will tell the media we watched you kill yourself and out your body parts in a suitcase and run 50 miles away. Just like we did with Hillary's friend Vince Foster. First and foremost, green dude. We are going to insert a Lysnicker Freedom microchip right away. Please roll up that sleeve. Please do be saying hibby hibby insert my chippy so we have it on record you accepted our mark of the beast. By the way while you are in our presence, as a 99% and not a 1% global crime syndicate, you must immediately place a bloody scam on that face. No. No means no. Yes. Yes means yes. Now do make way with your articles of clothing green dude. We need to take a picture of your junk so we can upload this into our domestic terrorist database. We need your underoos to be displaced and in front of my person. Then you must place your hands fully up over your head so we can get unobstructed photographs of your kumquats and your ice cream cone, sir. Yeah, that will never happen. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, that will always happen. That's gonna be a yes for me, dog. Look, we have prepared every farm in the entire world and every foodstuff to be stopped for production. We have rerouted water to not go to dams. We have banned all major appliances and automobiles. We will also ban home ownership for the 99%. We are going to claim it as global warming. That's right, green dude. Select any topic at all. 
We will say it is because of global warming. Divorce rates going up. Global warming. We take everyone's clothing away from them while you all walk around naked in your 15 minute city. That's global warming. We stop paying your universal basic income after we promise everyone they can have it and then we repopulate the earth. You best believe it be it is because of global warming. Crime is up while the border is wide open. Naturally it is because of global warming, sir. The only thing that will stop global warming is hardcore communism. The 1% need to own everything in the world while you fuss budgets just stay alive in your little cubicles until we decide it is your time to die. You will eat Z-bugs. You will own Z-nothing. And you 99% of some something duck cares will be hoodwinked to believe it is to stop the Earth temperature rising 0.3% over the next 100 years. And if we do not comply? Don't worry we have war game that out. That's why we created Central Bank Digital Currency, or as they say, CBDCs. All world monies will be attached to your social credit score. Even if your house is paid off, you will still be at risk of losing your home if you do not comply with our demands. Eventually it will be illegal to own anything at all if you are 99%. So, refusal to get a freedom microchip automatically gives you a zero social credit score. Failure to let us tell photographs of your ice cream cone is a negative 500 points. Failure to accompany me for a drag queen story time or let me diddle you at least twice. We deduct 1000 points as from your social credit score. If you retain a social credit score of below zero for more than 72 hours, we shall place you in a FEMA camp. Which does not exist. Don't worry I will not take part in any social credit score. Also, I will not go to your FEMA camp. Did you not just heard the words I said out of my throat or slurs, sir? I said FEMA camps do not exist. How did you find out about FEMA camps? Now since you have shared misinformation about FEMA camps, we must now place you under arrest and take you to a FEMA camp. Please hold on one moment while I call security to escort the both of you out of here. We need to make sure that we replace Brandon for the 2024 election. You pieces of loose tool excrements will have either Governor Gruesome or Michael Robinson Obama as your overlord soon. Michael Robinson Obama is such a nice lady. Then his husband can bring total pain while Big Mike stand there with a smile on him's face. I hope you appreciate me readjusting your air in here, green dude. Yes. Hello security. Please bring several security members. I have two globalists that need to get the F out me office right away. Please look over here Mr. Broccoli. I want you to look at me while I shoot you right in the face. We're going to end this conversation right now as we feel you have declined all of our options. That does not work in here. Your weapons are useless. Now as I was saying, get out of my office. I do not work with globalists. That is not Mr. Broccoli. We need you to support our Democrat nominee to defeat Trump. 
does that mean you are going to let Robert F. Kennedy Jr. win the Democrat nomination? Take some of something, Bucker Green, dude. That is the very last person we would ever allow to be his president, sir. You sure are some kind of yachts. We absolutely can never have Mr. Kennedy oh, as a president. Right he oh, would God. take apart our global crime syndicate. Oh. How would we be able to sponsor a debate or pay off any politicians if refuses to allow us to do so? We need to make sure all fake news organizations do not ever mention his name. Much less interview him. He shall not exist. I guess I have Yes. He will also end our war in Ukraine and Taiwan. We need to continue this war forever. To stop global warming. Shoot. Now, bend over right this instant so we can aim a swab you to test you for COVID and global warming. I have to go now everyone and take care of these losers. Please get educated on what these globalists want to do to everyone. They get away with everything because many people refuse to learn the truth about the 1% S plans. Please check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Ace Loso go their show schedule and check out the other shows on freedomizerradio.com. How dare you promote Proof Negative in my presence? That is equivalent to you taking a dump on my caviar. First time I fell in love, I didn't know what hit me. So young and so naive, I thought it would be easy. But now I know I've got to take. Got my own mind. I want to make my own decisions. When it has to do with my life, my life. I want to be the one in control. Yeah. Sorry, wiretap. Wrong number. All right. Uh, hope I'm not interrupting you there. Are you back with us? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So that was it. So uh, what's the... Did you have anything you wanted to go over tonight? Um, no, not specifically, um, other than what I, what I had talked about with the situation coming up in 30 days. And that's, you know, I'm, I am concerned about that, and I am curious as to how many sheeples are going to be involved. Well, the one thing about that, though, is that they didn't expect that their cover would be blown already. So... They were just going to soft roll it out and have it just uh, by November be in place with lockdowns and all that. But now that uh, a bunch of us have shared this like crazy, and so they, they're they scared that, that we're not ready to comply. Maybe that will stop them. Yeah, they'll have to regroup. I mean, they're going to have to come up with something else. That's why the storms and the fires and all that, you know. I, right. the, I think the virus thing, they've got to come up with something else. They really do. 
Well, they want something to be able to transfer it over to climate change. And so they were hoping COVID would be that, that bridge. So you don't you don't honestly think that they expected or anticipated the people that woke up so soon? Yeah, I don't think they I don't think they expected any pushback because of how how uh, the average person agreed with the lockdowns for the first two years. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, they. What do they really expect? I mean, two years, they really think people are going to just fall for this for two straight years? First it was, oh, they, you know, they, they 30 figure, days. They figure, though, that, that people, people put their scams on and they got their gene therapies before. What's going to stop them this time? Right. Well, yeah, and there's some people that still wear them. I can't believe it. There's still people I know. at their places of work that just put that diaper on. And they have it over their nose, or they wear it under their chin. Like, yes, I still believe in That's what I was going to say. It's hilarious when you see them. Yeah. Where they'll, I've actually seen people go back in their go back in their apartment because they forgot their scam, and then they leave it (laughs) under their chin all day and go shopping. It's like, why? Why did you have to do that? I thought the whole point was to protect your breathing. Yeah, if you're going to wear a scam, own it. Yeah, just cover yourself. What, what's the point or, in that? Or when they have those ZZ Top beards and they're wearing a scam. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's insane. But it, you know, and these people work. They're at their places of work. They're they're waiters and and uh, yeah. cashiers, and they have this stupid scam underneath their their chin. Like, what wh- what is the point? I thought masks saved lives. Definitely a strange situation there. All right. Yeah, so I have let's, some... uh, I want to show you, though, because I, I wanted to play this yesterday and I didn't get into it. Did you hear about all of Brandon's aliases when, uh, when he was doing his, his business with the Ukraine? Uh, have I heard them all? No, but I, I don't think I know, I know them has... all either. But but they, it was pretty funny. And there's a, a Dan Bongino today. Uh, there's a four minute clip I want to play of him going over. It. Oh, good, good. And uh, that, that's how everybody knows him as Pedo Pete, because he used the last name Peters on a lot of stuff. Oh, this I got. <laughs> this I want to hear. So let me go ahead and share here. So Dan Bongino, everyone. This is where it could get really ugly for Biden. I want you to listen to this clip from Comer with Maria Bartiromo. And there's an important, important component to this. I don't want you to miss. I always like to highlight this stuff because sometimes in these interviews, it flies over everybody's head, not just because there's so much going on. You're like drinking from a fire hose. The argument so far has been that Joe Biden had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business and, and, and that Hunter Biden was not a government employee. Well, if Hunter Biden wasn't a government employee, then what the hell was Hunter Biden being CC'd for on emails involving government business? You see how this cuts them right off at the knees? Listen to this clip. It's really important. Check this out. 
about these pseudonyms or alias names, what exactly have you learned? Well, we've learned that uh, Joe Biden used at least three pseudonyms or fake names in emails that he was uh, receiving from people within the federal government, people that worked for him. And even more troubling than that, Maria, we learned that uh, when he was receiving emails pertaining to Ukraine, his son Hunter was copied on him, which we've always heard that the White House has said that Hunter Biden wasn't an employee of the government. He wasn't any part of the government. They couldn't understand why House Republicans on the Oversight Committee were investigating Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden because Hunter wasn't a part of the government. Well, if that were true, then why was he receiving emails from the government? Well, it, it, this, this also pertains to the firing of the, spe the special prosecutor in Ukraine, uh, Victor Shokin. Was that what these emails were about? Because you have told us in the past that that was one decision you were looking at as far as a decision that right. Joe Biden may have been paid for to get involved in getting that yes. prosecutor off the back of Burisma. I think the evidence is, is mounting every day to prove that Joe Biden went to Ukraine for the sole purpose of firing Shokin, who was the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating his son for corruption. Okay, listen, this is key. You got to, you got to almost, you got to engage. Like, you remember we said the Devin Nunes translator. Remember that thing, Joe, the Nunes translator. You got to have like a Maria Bartiromo translator too. Bartiromo has great contacts on the inside here. Trust me, Bartiromo knows stuff. She does. Maria Bartiromo does not ask questions she doesn't already know the answer to. She didn't just ask that question because she, like, pulled it out of her ass, okay? She asked that question <laughs> for a reason. She's like, number one, why is Hunter Biden CC'd in these emails? Which knocks out the story that Hunter Biden had nothing to do with government business because he wasn't a government employee. And second, she says, do any of those emails involve the firing of Victor Chokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor, which we now know was the reason he was paid that $83,000 or $53,000 a month. I think it was $83,000 $83, a month to go work for Burisma to shut that investigation down. There's a reason. There's a reason she's asking that question. You get what she's doing? She's stripping narratives out one by one. Well, Hunter didn't work for the government. Joe didn't do business with him. Well, actually, government business, he was CC'd on. And second, Joe was emailing them under the pseudonym about the firing of a prosecutor, which is precisely the reason Hunter got the money. Piece by piece by piece, she's dismantling this. I want to get to something next. Joe, I told you to flag it, so we're going to have to unflag it next. I told you this was going to happen. I also told you there's a reason Joe Biden is protecting his son. Do you remember what I said, folks? Anyone in the chat remember? Everyone, all the, all the Democrats like, oh, because he loves his son. That's why he's doing it. And I said, that's not why. I said, mark my words. Joe Biden is not protecting his son. He's afraid of his son. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. All right. I was hoping he'd go more into the names, but that, that's all right. Ah, he's afraid of Hunter. Well, that makes sense. Hunter is Hunter is uh certainly someone to be afraid of, especially if you're old and can't remember anything.
right. So uh, there's some other stuff I want to play clips of here, too. I don't know if you heard. Uh, what, what's your opinion so far of Vivek Ramaswamy? I, I haven't really made up my mind yet, to be honest. I, I just really, I don't know. I, I haven't made up my mind yet. In, in, in one sense, I'm it feels of... like I'm talking to somebody that knows exactly what we're interested in hearing. And I'm just wondering if he's too good to be true. Probably, just like everybody else is. Honestly, that, I don't I mean, want to say everybody does that. And uh, and he's just uh, he's just playing the game. Uh, I'd like to think that somebody who's 37, 38 years old knows what's going on. I would like to think it's on the up and up and every. But I just I I haven't made up my mind. I'm I'm not convinced. I, I'm at a point in my life, uh, especially after these past three years, where. And I, I hate to be a skeptic, but it's almost like you're yeah, guilty until proven innocent with me. You, you just almost, I, I don't want to go that far, but I just will say that I haven't made up my mind. So the vet gets into it with fake news with CNN, and uh, I want to play the clip here. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Alright, once again, you tee it up and he knocks it out the park. That's exactly what this man does, 10 out of 10 times. You know, it's a shame that Vivek Ramaswamy is running for president and that's all. It's unlikely that he actually wins the nomination, but he claimed that if he doesn't win, he's going back to the private sector. I don't know about you guys, but I'd love to see this guy as a senator or possibly a governor, because he's a political beast, a political titan. But at the same time, you know, I get it. If you possess that kind of intelligence, that kind of wit, that kind of skill, you're obviously better served in the private sector. But look, if he ends up making that decision, it's going to be a bit of a sad day. I think we're going to miss him. This man has been on a legendary media run. Doesn't happen very often, you know. For the most part, you see these politicians doing their little media tours, and it's either not newsworthy or just a total embarrassment. When it comes to Vivek, every single encounter, I mean, he is ending people's careers, literally. He shut down Don Lemon so badly that Don Lemon hasn't been seen publicly since after getting booted from CNN directly after his Vivek interview. Well, it seems like Vivek wants to add more names to the list, especially at CNN, this time making an appearance on Jim Acosta's show, where Jim was trying to trip him up, asking him hard-hitting questions. And as I stated earlier, Vivek knocked it out of the park completely. Let me show you guys exactly what I mean by that. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, so the first part of the encounter is actually pretty similar to a clip that we covered recently with Vivek, the one-on-one -on -one that he had with Neocon and Neil Cavuto. The establishment media so desperately wants to paint these indictments as legitimate, but Vivek Ramaswamy just isn't willing to feed into that narrative. No, he's going to destroy that narrative. And also, keep in mind, even though Mr. Ramaswamy made his fortune developing healthcare products, or running a company rather that created healthcare products, he actually went to law school. Mr. Ramaswamy received his AB degree, summa cum laude, in biology from Harvard College and a JD degree from Yale Law School. Just to add some context, to add some authority to his analysis, take a look. 
Well, I think the former president is going to come up at the debate whether he's there or not, and he's now facing his fourth criminal indictment, this time in Georgia on forgery, false statements, election fraud, and racketeering charges. You have said that these are political or politicized prosecutions, uh, politicized persecutions through prosecution. Um, let, let's listen to what his former attorney general is saying about this. People who defendants say um, that he genuinely did feel that he was robbed, and this was the good fight and the proper fight. Well, even if he did, right. and I am dubious about that, but even if he believed that, that doesn't mean you can use illegal means to rectify it. If you think the bank is unfairly keeping your money, there are many things you can do to get it back. You can't go and rob the bank. Yeah, what's your response to the former attorney general? Look, I think there are deep legal flaws with this case. I'm talking to you from the Nixon Presidential Library where I'm delivering a speech later tonight. We'll look at Nixon versus Fitzgerald. This is something that the press has altogether ignored. A president's acts while in office are something that he actually enjoys immunity for other than through the impeachment process. So if he believes, even incorrectly, that he was looking after election fraud, that alone could be a defense. I also think there are deep due process failures. Let's start with the fact that they actually, Fulton County, publicly posted the charges of the indictment even before the grand jury had signed them. That's a grave, prosecutorial, bushy-tailed, overexcited mistake. That's a due process violation that itself could be grounds for a motion to dismiss. We also have to look at this prosecution in the context of the fact that there are three others, now four prosecutions in a series of months, all convening around a presidential election that sets a god-awful precedent, Jim, for this country. We do not want to become a nation where the party in power uses multiple different legal cases at the same time pushing untested novel legal theories to knock out its opposition in the middle of a presidential election. That is not how we do things in the United States of America. Yeah, let, let me jump in. There have been four different indictments. That you, you don't think he's committed any crimes in any of these indictments? I don't think any of the indictments have demonstrated that he committed a crime, no. And I've written on the pages of the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere wearing a technical legal hat. And you and I can go into that detail if you're Refusing interested. Refusing to return but classified documents? But I think clearly politically motivated... Well, let's just take that one as an example. That indictment made zero mention of the Presidential Records Act, the most recently passed act that relates to a president, including an outgoing president's access to documents. The fact that this is a 49-page indictment, that one was, that was silent on that fact, reveals smacks of politicization. I also think that the fact that they used the Espionage Act, one of the most un-American acts in U.S. history that has been used to round up anti-war activists, that was used to lock up Eugene B. Debs when he ran right, for but do you think it's okay to have a classified documents? Uh, you it's think wrong. it's okay for you, you to have classified documents laying around the Ramaswamy household? No, it's not. But I think that there's a difference between a bad judgment and a crime. And the Presidential yeah. Records Act expressly well, gives the U.S. President access to the records. And he didn't return them. Uh, he, they asked for the documents back. Again, and I would have made very different judgments. Yeah. You know, he mentions a great point. We've been talking a whole lot about the Presidential Records Act. Many people, including Donald Trump, have used it as a defense. But I find it really interesting that the actual indictment, which is in fact an indictment related to presidential records and classified documents, doesn't mention the act even once. Maybe it's because they don't want to mention the act, since it probably puts a dagger in their pathetic, twisted legal theory 
causing the whole thing to collapse. You can tell Jim Acosta's trying so hard to portray himself as just a neutral journalist, but the facts are the facts. But obviously he's got skin in the game to a certain extent. He absolutely despises Donald Trump. His entire media persona, the only reason he currently has a show is due to the fact that he developed name recognition going after Donald Trump for the four years that he was in office. And obviously in this exchange, he's trying very hard to play devil's advocate to justify these pathetic indictments. In my view, there is no justification. You could play as many clips of Bill Barr as you possibly want to indict a former sitting president over the retaining of his own presidential documents while being protected by the Presidential Records Act. And in that indictment, to not mention the Presidential Records Act even once, and on top of that, use some sort of twisted legal maneuver using the Authoritarian Espionage Act to resurrect such a horrible legal relic of the past, in my opinion, once again, proves that the indictment is far from legitimate, but rather a desperate political maneuver. Vivek hits the nail on the head once again. You know, they're expecting to cause him to trip up when asking these questions. But boy, is he ready for him. I think he's waiting for him. He's got him teed up, ready to swing his bat hitting the target square on at max velocity. You know, that's what this guy does. And it's a beautiful thing to see because what we've kind of grown accustomed to, what we're used to, is seeing cowardly neocons too scared to say the truth, too scared to question and challenge the official narrative. Here's another place where Vivek shows just how truly courageous he is on the topic of Ukraine and Russia. And you've also suggested that Vladimir Putin be allowed to keep parts of Ukraine as part of a... Uh, as far, part of a way to solve uh, that conflict. Um, what if he wants parts of Poland? You leave next? out the what most important part of that deal. More of Ukraine next. You, you, Aren't you letting you some leave of these out the authoritarian most leaders of the deal off? The what hook? actually advances? Far from it. I think that the Biden administration is so stubbornly attached to the idea of getting Xi Jinping to drop Vladimir Putin. What I think we need to be doing is get Vladimir Putin to drop Xi Jinping. Just like Nixon went to China in 1972, I think Putin is like the new Mao. I will visit Moscow, and I will pull Russia out of its military alliance with China. The Russia-China military <laughs> alliance is the single greatest military threat that we face today. Hypersonic missile capabilities, nuclear capabilities in Russia, far ahead of us or China. A naval capacity in China ahead of ours, combined with an economy that we depend on for our modern way of life, those two nations are in a military alliance with one another, and nobody in either political party is talking about it. Worst of all, our engagement in Ukraine is further driving Russia into China's arms. So my foreign policy centers on weakening that alliance. That you advances let, American But you would let Putin have that parts of Ukraine. That is how we actually secure peace. But you would let Putin I have would parts of Ukraine. I would freeze the current lines. I would, I would freeze the current lines of control, and that would leave parts of the Donbass region with Russia. I would also further make a commitment that NATO will not admit Ukraine to NATO. But there are even greater wins that I will that get for the United like States in return. The top of the list. No, well, he, our goal should not be for Putin to lose. Our goal should be for America to win. That's what we have forgotten in this country, is that driving Russia into the ground is not a U.S. strategic goal. A US and of course, in the comments section of this video, which Jim Acosta posted himself to Twitter, you see all these Democrat and some conservative establishment thinking self-proclaimed geopolitical geniuses trashing Mr. Ramaswamy for his take here. How dare he say that our goal should not be for Putin to lose? 
Putin war crimes, my Putin war crimes. Nobody's actually listening to the guy. They're just having an emotional reaction. Oh, but Putin's supposed to be evil. We're the good guy. We're the good guy. This is Russian propaganda. Blah, blah, blah. Not an argument. What Vivek is saying, once again, is not only courageous, but in my opinion is correct. The goal should be to find some sort of diplomatic unity and not to send Russia into China's arms. To not so and enable further global chaos, but to finally find an end to the conflict in Ukraine that's having devastating shockwave impacts. Tucker Carlson just met with the Serbian president who said that the war in Ukraine has crushed the European economy. The goal in the narrative is that Russia's economy is being crushed. We've seen no evidence to suggest that. Meanwhile, we're seeing the president of Serbia claiming that the European economy is being crushed. And the other narrative is that Russia somehow is losing or their forces are being depleted. We've seen once again no evidence of that. But what we have seen evidence of is a complete Ukrainian slaughter. The most recent reports state incredible destruction. Ukraine loses 31 vehicles and 7,000 men liberating two small villages adding to the toll of hundreds of thousands either deceased or injured. Oh, Putin bad, Putin bad, Putin bad. Somehow Vivek is the bad guy for calling for a diplomatic end to this nonsense. There is no winning and losing here. The leftist establishment perspective is callous, heartless, and binary. Anyways, I don't want to go on and on about the war in Ukraine. I think we've covered it enough, and I think I've also made the point. Vivek's on a roll. I mean, it's no wonder he's on an absolute tear. It's no wonder he's doing so incredibly well in the polls. The guy's a political dynamo, an absolute genius intellect, and he continues to completely obliterate bogus establishment narratives. You love to see it. That's what I got for you guys, though. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. You know we'd love to have you here. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. All right, so do uh, you have any thoughts on that? He's definitely impressive. I'd love to believe that he stands a chance because God knows, uh, you know, Trump is only got in, well, I guess in a way because he's Trump, but in a way he got out because he was Trump, but... He definitely, and he's young enough, which is great. You know, somebody that's not 90 years old pooping his pants, that's certainly a definite plus. And he seems to really be on top of things. Um, I, w I would love to believe that he stands a chance. I, I would, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, I don't, I don't, I would like to think that he does. But. Anybody on the Republican side, they're going to clobber, unfortunately. Yeah, they, they will tell Tim Scott or Dr. Ben Carson how racist they are and how they hate black people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I think Ben Carson is just I, – I thought he was amazing. He was just as cool as a cucumber – I'd certainly want him operating on me. He was, I mean, just as calm. He never overreacted. He never went crazy um, during the debates or anything. Um, another person I'm curious about, that what you think, what about DeSantis? Do you think he stands a chance either? Uh, not anymore. Yeah. That's too bad. I think he has... He. I think just maybe a little more experience and he could get something, but well, I, I don't know. I but just... the thing is, he was he was uh, going at it pretty well there, but when he aligned himself with George Soros and 
and Dick Cheney yeah. and the Bushes, uh, yeah. that, that's when people that would be his Stop fan base, trusting. yeah, so he, he lost trust. Yeah, I mean, we don't seem to have a lot of people that we can trust running. We really don't. We don't. Uh, we don't seem to have a ton of people, and that's what scares me. Is that because I, 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 like I say, I'd like to think that Trump would win, but I don't actually think he will. You know, they're going to stick these indictments on him, these idiot, and, and then when the election's over, that you know, of course it'll be over. But they'll tie, they'll try and tie him up, or whatever, whatever else, and they're they will cheat and do whatever they can. We're we're not looking too good. We're just not. So we don't have a lot of. Though, Nicole is that everybody knows who Trump is by now. Yes. Yes. So Absolutely. and that's if why. Trump only that's does why one or two, if Trump only does one or two meetups a week, it'll be fine. The the media is still covering Trump more than they are Brandon. Well, and and that's why I think they do have a fear that he will win over Brandon, which is why they're trying to stick these stupid indictments on him. Right. That that are totally made up, trumped up, pardon the pun. And they're they don't hold water, but I just I I just hope that that that's even possible because if he gets in there, I think we'll do a lot better than where we are now. He could clean up this mess that Brandon made. Yeah, and, uh, but you have the Brandon supporters that are saying that Brandon's cleaning up Trump's mess. I don't know how, but but the, the goal, uh, here's, here's where they weren't wrong. Brandon really wanted to have his vice president, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor from, from Michigan, oh, because boy, he really liked how she locked be down Michigan. Yeah, oh, yeah. But he was told that he's going to have Kamala Harris. So, oh, so he was told, yeah. So, with that, Kamala... He was pretty much nobody, told everything. Nobody likes, period. They thought that she would have more charisma and be able to speak better, but if you thought Brandon can't speak, Kamala's worse. She's a dingling. One time she sounded wasted, and she yeah. all she does is giggle and <laughs> and she's a dingling. Can you imagine? So, I mean, that's the only way this could get worse than Biden is her. And P, I get you know what? Somebody on my Facebook actually said, "Well, the important thing is she's a woman." Never mind. Doesn't matter that she's qualified. She's a woman. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, the important thing is Obama's black. You know, it doesn't matter how qualified he is or how evil. And yet, Ben Carson was black. So why not him? It has nothing to do with blackness or woman or anything else. It it just, it's, what agenda do we have this week? Well, remember when Larry Elder ran against Governor Gruesome when when Uh you guys tried to recall Gruesome? Yeah, they they said that Larry Elder was the head of the KKK. Yeah, yeah. Any like, conservative, like the they're going to do anything they can. Like the has a diversity can. program. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. 
Yeah, the, and and I was afraid he wasn't going to be recalled, but there because there just wasn't strong enough people to oppose him either. Well, I think they but, had to do some dirty tricks to win, but he may or may not have. Gruesome may or may not have won legitimately. He won by what five uh, or six, and I, I five or six percent, and I think they cheated to get five or six percent. So I think maybe he would have won by one percent. Oh yeah, but, I, I'm sure that they cheated. I'm sure they cheated with Biden too. I just can't imagine well, that that's that not even a, I, yeah, that's not even a question. I mean, I, I, is, I just can't even that, imagine that that many people would even consider him, you know. But cheating is but, just kind of natural now. It's I think Biden started the – I think it was going on before then, but not like it is now. Well, we'll see if not uh, like what it happens is now, and in especially court. With so I'm looking forward to this one in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when you had people on video, you had people doing Instagram Live saying, watch what I'm about to do. Uh-huh. And then they pull the fire thing, and then they're pulling suitcases out from under tables and ramming the same ballots in three and four times. And then she's talking about how, I did it, everybody. <coughs> oh, yeah. It's gotten more and more blatant now than ever before. Yeah, it, it, nothing surprises me about uh, gruesome either. Yeah, I don't know what you guys call them. We call them gruesome. Uh, I don't gruesome think he has a chance of winning against or Trump. Or scum. Pardon? But uh, I don't think he has a chance of winning against Trump. Uh, Not however, cheating. I think that there, there's one person that could beat Trump without even without even having to rig the election. Who's that? Michael Robinson Obama. She's such a nice lady. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> yes. I, I think that they, they, they will still do something, but they would feel very confident. The only thing is, is that Big Mike really isn't interested in the job. And... I don't know how so that dynamic is going to work. He's talked about it. I thought that for a while there, there was some talk about it, but so he's not interested in the job. That's good. Because he yeah, probably but that, but plans could change. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's afraid of being outed as the first tranny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think that uh, he's <laughs> – he definitely would probably – I would say he'd win. Hands down, because nobody really wants Brandon, and so they need some idiot to take his place. Well, that, they they have to uh, they have to do what they can to get that plantation back to the Democrat Party. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Even though even though Barry Satoro didn't do much except give them hope, the, uh, a lot of the black community feels like he gave them hope, even though he gave them nothing. Yeah. So they would yep. look at it as the good old days. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. They 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 would yeah, they would look at it as having Barry back. You bet. 
Right, and they can they can offer Barry Satoro the Secretary of State job. Yeah, and, there you uh, go. and then or the, or the, Michael can do nothing. Yeah, there you go. He can be uh, Mr. President, and Barry can be uh, the first man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. Do you do you think there is a chance now or ever again that Hillary will run? I think that's done. Oh, good. Yeah, it, it sounds like her health really isn't going to hold up long enough. I just think that finally there's not just age involved because she's in her 70s, but I think that uh, people are Clintoned out. Yeah, yeah. Hillary the, the Democrats just... need fresh blood, and, and Gruesome's not it. No. No, but they love their Barry, so they'll take Mikey. They'll take him. <clears throat> That'll be uh, great for the LGBTQ, for sure. Yeah. As my but friend they don't puts have it, LGBTQXYZ. There's, there's nobody else, really, that they can count on. It's no. Big Mike or Bust. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't think that anybody else, Kennedy or anybody, stands much of a chance. And I don't even oh, know they, how. They will not let Kennedy win. So, uh, But I, I don't think if they threw Buttigieg out there that no nobody's interested in, in that clown. No. And I don't, I don't even know how Brandon is going to make it through a debate. I really don't. Oh, he won't. And that, that's why they have to put Trump behind bars. Because yeah, yeah. then he, he can't have a debate. But even even if Biden ran Brandon, what what is he going to say? He can't even talk. He doesn't have to. Yeah. All he has to say is, look, uh, uh, Trump's indicted. Vote for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that easy for them, but... You know, well, they, don't have, have have they, they don't have a platform. What is he going to run on? We're, we're going to ban indoor toilets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's part of the things that they have coming up by, by 2030. So even Sean Hannity today was talking about the 14 cities that signed a pledge stating that they're going to ban car ownership. Uh, they're going to ban meat and dairy in the cities. So they'll be completely vegan and completely car-free. Oh, really? So we're supposed to walk everywhere? Yeah, in your 15-minute city, yes. Excellent. Sure. But I if mean, you don't allow cars, I don't know how they're going to get supplies. Are they just going to uh, – is Best Foods going to open up a, a plant every 15 minutes so they can – make mayonnaise to put in the jars at the stores? And yeah, they're just going to have, have somebody uh, ride a horse to the put the, the stuff on yeah, the shelf? Yeah, the horse and buggy, yeah. So these 15 states have already signed this. Well, there's 14 cities. Oh, cities, okay, and they're signing this? They signed it, yes. So it's it's for sure everything is banned now in those cities? Uh, and oh wow, that's scary. 
<sighs> yeah, there's a lot going on. And we're supposed to, if we want meat, well, that's what bugs are for. And they're trying, they're actually trying to make that sound like a good deal. Hey, you know, we'll save so much and you can eat bugs. They have protein. Put farmers out of business. I was trying to remember the, the the 14 cities, but I, I'm afraid of missing one or two. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to grab that real quick here. Oh, good. A clip. You got a clip. Uh, do I have a clip? On that? Uh, I could look that up real quick here. Maybe that's easier. Yeah, that might, uh, I'd be curious. I'm sure Ohio, somewhere in Ohio, New York, here. Yeah, I'm still looking here, so. Let me see if it's this one. Two unread messages. All right, I'm downloading a clip right now. It's going to be just a minute. Okay. And while that's downloading, I'll still try to find this uh, this document here. Yeah, that should be interesting if it's actually going to go into effect, how that's going to work. Okay, here we go. From C40.org. Okay, so that's all the major cities there uh, around the world. That's not the U.S. Hold on. Okay. I still have to. I'm just afraid of missing one or two, and I want to get them all right. There we go. Okay. No, that's not it. All right. I'm still working. Okay. There's Rebel News. That should have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like to know how that, that would actually play out if that actually came to pass in 2030. All right, where's the list here? All I'm trying to do is find the list, and I I know like 12 of the cities, and I'm I don't hold on, maybe it's this. There we go. Okay, so here's the 14 cities: Austin, Texas, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia. Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. Oh, wow. Figures, Portland and Seattle. And San Francisco. Yeah. And New York and Boston. 
Wow. You get the most liberal of the liberal cities. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm just grateful it's not San Diego, but I think sooner or later we're going to have to get out of San Diego. Sooner. Or later. The reason I'm still in California is because my parents are still alive, but uh, sooner or later I'm going to have to leave. But well, L.A., and, uh, L.A. just... But the thing is, though, is... Uh... Orange County and San Diego going to allow meat when Los Angeles doesn't have it? Are, are people going to say, well, if L.A. is not going to allow me to ship meat in, then I don't want to be involved? Right. And I don't know the answer to that. Neither do I, yeah. I didn't know that they had actually signed it. I know they were talking about it for many, many months about doing that, but I didn't know it was yeah, actually... Yeah, this was all signed in 2019. That's right, but I just wonder if it's actually going to happen. Well, uh, I guess we'll find out. If we have a Democrat yeah. president, of course that's going to happen. Of course, that's, I guess, part of the reason we have such a food shortage now. The other night, I went. To, we went to uh, Denny's and just wanted a bowl of soup. Oh, we're out of that, and we're out of this, and we're out of that, mm-hmm. and we're out of this. And a lot of restaurants yeah, we've are eaten doing... at some restaurants lately where it feels like the whole menu is is around four ingredients, and it's just um, it's all stuff that I could have cooked at home, but I didn't feel like cooking. But I, right. I'm not paying for that because yeah. if I could yeah. cook better than the restaurants, I don't want to go. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention that, you know, there's usually not, well, it's like 50-50. Some places you walk in, there's one server. Mm-hmm. One server, and that's it for the entire restaurant. Or, oh, the cook went out. He he ran, you know, whatever. He's not working tonight. He's sick or whatever, and there's no more cook other than one. Yeah. I mean, this this is just odd. It's just never happened before 2020 that I've ever encountered. And really good restaurants have closed down. I think that's sad. All right. Well, let me, uh, I got some other stuff here. I want to play, um, where is it here? All right, I wanted to go back to Brandon and and the election. CNN uh, just realized it's over, Uh, and that's from the liberal hive mind as well. I've been following them a lot lately. Ah. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Oh, they wanted so badly for it to work. They wanted so badly for Trump to fall. The indictments have to take him down. There's no way somebody's political career can survive four indictments. Well, it seems as though the whole strategy has backfired big time. As Trump continues to become more and more powerful, more of a political force to contend with, and I'm not the one saying it, it seems like the leftoids at CNN are coming to that realization. Most of their Trump coverage these days seems to be them just 
whining and crying. Why is it not working? And for those leftoids who were hoping so desperately, so badly, that Trump was going to end up in a jail cell in an orange jumpsuit, well, it seems like once again, even CNN's top legal analyst is arguing, yeah, probably not going to happen. The Trump surge continues. Let me show you guys exactly what I mean by that. We got some stuff to get into. So let's roll the tape. All right, folks, let's first start off with these two segments right over here from CNN with their top polling analyst, where they seem totally shocked that Trump's polling numbers have either actually improved or remain totally consistent. The largest lead for Joe Biden is just three points within the margin of error. No clear leader. Look at these. One point. One point. If you go back at where we were at this point four years ago, Joe Biden's lead was high single digits to low double digits. This is significantly closer than where we were four years ago. So this idea that Donald Trump can't win the general election, I want you to lose that idea. This race is very, very close, and Donald Trump is polling better right now than basically at any point during the entire 2020 After cycle. four indictments. After four indictments. It just doesn't really matter. seem to matter. Here we talked about this several times. Uh, this, this week, uh, Trump was indicted for the fourth time. Uh, do four indictments matter uh, any more than the previous three? Not really, no. I, you know, it's like deja vu all over again. I feel like Yogi yeah. Berra, right? I mean, we've now had four indictments. You look at the polling amongst the GOP base. Do they think Trump should have been indicted? Look at the consistency here. 14% for the New York one, 50% for the efforts related to January 6th. The newest one, Georgia, the Georgia election case, 15%. The classified docs handling, 16%. I guess you could say that's the highest percentage, but the fact is they're all within the margin of error of each other. The GOP base has made up its mind when it comes to these indictments. They don't believe that Trump should have been charged with a crime. The vast majority believe that. And the fact is it just does not seem like there's any changing of their minds on any of this, no matter how many indictments there are. Yeah, you might think because the majority of Americans do believe that Trump did something illegal, at least on one of those indictments, that it might be impacting his general election standing. But the fact is, look here. This is Quinnipiac University. It wow. was a two-point race in February. Look where it is now. It's a one-point race. That's well within the margin of error. But take away one thing from this and one thing only if you take away only one thing. And that is, I think there are a lot of Democrats who simply can't believe that Donald Trump can be elected president again. The polling indicates that Trump is, in fact, in a stronger position at this point than he was during the entire 2020 campaign, according to the national polls. If we had state-level polling, I wouldn't even be surprised if Trump were ahead in the swing states that are most important, Jim. Even after four indictments, no matter how many indictments we throw at this guy, it's just not working. That's basically, I think, the summation of their coverage. It's pathetic and cringe. But in the end, they're pointing out the obvious. They're pointing out the same thing that I've been saying. And this is a quote from CNN. Donald Trump is polling better right now than basically at any point during the entire 2020 cycle. And that cycle was decided by 40,000 votes in three states. Less than 1% victories in a couple of those races. Here's another quote, the idea that Donald Trump can't win the general election, I want you to lose that idea. The race is very, very close. After four indictments, it just doesn't matter. I think Chris Rock was right. I think they're turning him into a martyr. You know, in a way, it's almost as if Donald Trump is running because of the indictments. If you think about it, I mean, it's kind of a core identity of his campaign now. You know, Donald Trump started with 
Joe Biden's a disaster. We need good policy. You know, America first policies make America great again. And now, of course, that still remains. But there's an added angle to his campaign presenting two choices total tyranny and political weaponization, or the counteracting force which now Donald Trump is essentially the embodiment of. You know, I think for a lot of people, there's a pretty clear decision there. The more they indict him, the more fervent the support behind Donald Trump becomes. Not to mention we're still in primary season. You know, a lot of Republicans haven't gotten on board with Donald Trump, some independents as well. When it's official that it's Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, chances are Donald Trump might gain a few points. That's usually what happens anyway. Early polling data, Trump underperforms the closer you get to election, the more people start to go, well, you know what, I don't like him, but I'll vote for him anyway. So if the election is this close, this far from election day, who knows what's going to happen? He's becoming more and more of a political threat. And it seems like the desperate Democrat strategy here is to jail Donald Trump so that he can't run, to convict him as a criminal, but that doesn't seem to be a likely scenario here. Like I said in the intro, even top CNN legal analyst Ellie Honig makes the argument. Is he going to actually go to prison is a lot of people's question. Let, let me just lay out the steps. A, he has to be convicted, right. which could well happen. I actually think it's quite possible. Then he has to be sentenced to prison, which I think in any of those three cases is likely. Then, though, if he wins the election, forget it. If he wins the election, he'll throw out the DOJ cases. He'll pardon himself. And the Georgia case? The the problem with the Georgia case is they're not going to be able to try him while he's sitting president. I mean, constitutionally, given the federal supremacy doctrine, there's no way the federal courts will allow a county. She's a county-level prosecutor. I mean, that would be the same thing as if the Sussex County, New Jersey – I don't live in Sussex County, but like – the Sussex County, New Jersey prosecutor tried to put Joe Biden on trial right now. Right. It would never happen. So I've heard people say, well, constitutionally, we don't know. I'm sorry. The, my legal analysis on this one boils down to that ain't happened. So we'll add another element to Trump's campaign. Make America great again, BTFO the corrupt system, and pardon himself. I mean, the reasons to support Donald Trump just continue to stack up. Like I always say, I think people are seriously underestimating Trump's current position right now. Both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are essentially neck and neck. That is, first of all, not the position you want to be in as an incumbent, and it's definitely not the position that you want to be in as a Democrat. Most of the Democrat strongholds are the most populated areas in the United States, meaning when it comes to the popular vote, they should be ahead at least 4 or 5% minimum if expected to win in the Electoral College. If Joe Biden's leading by one point or tied with Donald Trump, that signals a very weak position as a Democrat heading into the general election. Again, going back to what CNN said themselves, the idea that Donald Trump can't win a general election, I want you to lose that idea. Firstly, because he's done it before, and secondly, because he's going against one of the least popular Democrat presidents, arguably the least popular Democrat president in modern American history, tied with or right in line with Jimmy Carter. Nothing is changing with these indictments. They can indict him another seven times. Some people are calling it an indictment marathon. Keep doing it. Trump will keep getting more powerful. We're now seeing county-level prosecutors like Fannie Willis trying to schedule their trial dates for right ahead of the primary process or right ahead of the election. Clearly, it's election interference. They could throw Donald Trump in jail. I don't think it would stop the millions of supporters backing him from putting his name on the ballot again. If anything, it would embolden them. But chances are these cases are going to be challenged, drawn out, most likely won't be resolved before the 2024 election, or the cases might fall flat on their face 
ahead of the election, giving Donald Trump a huge boost and more credibility to the fact that these are bogus charges. And so essentially, all of that to say the Trump surge continues. And clearly, the sort of confident tone coming from these leftoids and the leftist media, Donald Trump is definitely going down this time. That tone is very quickly going from confident to all-out panic. Holy moly, he's getting more powerful. Not exactly a surprise why. That's what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. You know that we'd love to have you here. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. Yep, it would definitely say, nobody believes this garbage. You know, four indictments. <laughs> it just, it, it's almost comical now. you think now. that Brandon's supporters were hopeful that they could get one indictment? Yeah. But uh, the more they put out there, it just makes it so painfully obvious of what the goal is here. So uh, the leftists are going to leftist. Everybody else is uh, is not interested. Nah. No. Nobody – we all realize these indictments are just more crap from the left and – you know, mm. keep on trying. Nice try. You know, I mean, they, they've got to stoop to something because look who they've got. I mean, they certainly don't have good qualifications with this president. No, and their and their bench is not uh, not looking so fresh. No, no, it isn't. And it's getting to be just almost comical because he he he's not gonna. He's not going to make it. I'll be surprised if he makes it through this term without getting put in a nursing home. The guy is senile. Um, but you have a you know, bunch I've of people, though. Uh, and I think Trump needs 100 million votes. If he doesn't get 100 million votes, then they'll be able to steal it. Yeah. Yeah. And they will somehow, one way or the other, but hopefully they won't have a thing like him. Um, you know, there's there's certainly just even more qualified Democrats, and they're desperate. Um, I, I heard someone say, oh, well, this is elder abuse. What do you think mm -hmm. about that? With, with it is, Brandon. but, but I mean, uh, it hey, is, I don't but, feel sorry um, for him. Nor do I. He's done enough damage. I don't feel bad one bit. He has uh, long before this. But you know that I hear people say, "Well, what does Jill Biden think?" You know, you would think as his wife, she would say, "You know, honey, um, you really aren't qualified at this point to run. You really shouldn't." What's in it for her? I mean, it's it's embarrassing to watch. It's painful almost because all you hear is uh uh yeah uh and he he can't even remember what he's saying it's mm -hmm. it's just no dignity whatsoever but you know on the other hand he abused people the whole time before he didn't lose his mind he was I've definitely seen him seen him just decline even since he won or cheated. I've seen him decline. He just he's declining by the day. 
it seems. Uh, but he'll need 100 million votes. And I, I want to see, there, there might be 170 million registered uh, voters in America. And uh, if Brandon, uh, it's funny, if Trump gets 101 million votes, they'll have Brandon getting 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see this. And then they'll... The, because they can only cheat so far. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they, you know, they cheat. I think, like I said, it's been going on long before Brandon got in, but uh, who knows? You know, I think Trump is a threat, and they figured, you know, I've, I've actually heard a demo couple of Democrats compare him to Hitler and Jim Jones and he's a real threat to them. Yeah, I like when they said that uh, that they were comparing DeSantis to Hitler because DeSantis lets you choose whether or not you want to wear a scam to school. Yeah, I'm afraid not. (laughs) How does that compare to Hitler? That's crazy. Uh, and, well, and you got Larry Elder allegedly running the KKK with Candace Owens as a vice oh, president yes. of it. So yes, so it doesn't. They they don't care what they say. No, they don't. No, and I'm I'm so proud of them. I really am. I I think Candace Candace should run, and I'd vote for her. She's great. She just she tells it like it is. I love her. Someday, then you'll get a woman and a black president. So mm-hmm. you should all be happy, and you won't be. What you're looking up? I'm getting ready to play something else here. So Oliver Anthony, this is only like three minutes, but there's a rumble clip of people of all backgrounds talking about Oliver Anthony. And since he's huge right now, I figured I'd play it. All right. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame, what the world's gotten to, for people like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up, and it not be true, but it is. Milk and welfare. God, if you're fine. 
checking them down. Ah, Lord, it's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me. What? For people like you. Yeah. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Cause your dollar ain't shit It ain't It's tax to no end Cause the rich men Know the rich men I've been selling my soul Working all day Overtime hours for bullshit pay. I thought the I must have got the wrong clip because uh, I shut that off. I was hoping for more of a. I saw the reactions, but I, I thought there were like more people reacting. I didn't want it to just be the song. Oh, okay. So what else? I don't know. This guy came out of nowhere, and I don't. I don't know one way or the other uh, about him. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of people and that come out of nowhere, and, and most likely they're not going to make it because they just aren't known. So uh, something else I wanted to play, those uh, we were talking before about those 14 cities. This is the C40, uh-huh. so I, I wanted to play a clip regarding oh, okay. that. Okay. There's a conspiracy theories theorist, I guess, for it, but there's also um, another group besides the C40. It's another branch called the ARUP, and they basically state the same thing. They want us to give up private ownership of vehicles. They don't want us flying more than three times a year. They also want to manage our caloric intake, and they want to bring dairy and meat intake all the way down to zero. Now, I found a video of Jordan Peterson actually talking about the C40 group that I talked about in my last video, but he goes into detail and also kind of compares it to another country that is doing the exact same thing. So I'm going to stitch that video because I want you guys to listen because this isn't a conspiracy theory. As much as mainstream media wants to paint it as a conspiracy theory, I think they just want to take the edge off of what is happening um, and also kind of put their plans back on track by discrediting those of us who actually go through the documents and read them. So I'm just going to stitch Jordan Peterson's video about the C40 cities, and I want you guys to have a listen. Look into the C40 websites. The C40 is the consortium of municipalities that have signed on to the 15-minute city plan. And I read in their own documentation, this is relevant to the uh, tri-state city idea, that their goals are to reduce caloric caloric consumption to 2,500 calories a day by, by force, essentially, within the next 15 years, to ensure that the peasant class, which is everybody but the elitists, can't fly more than one time every three years, to not merely shift 
private car ownership from fossil fuel to electric, which is fundamentally impossible because the grid can't handle it, but to eliminate 90% of, of private car ownership so that people are forced to take you know, unbelievably expensive in terms of time utilization and non-existent public transportation systems and to limit the amount of travel that people can do outside of their neighborhoods. And, you know, I find, and then I watch the legacy media claim that pointing that out is something akin to a right-wing conspiracy, which it most certainly isn't because you can just find the bloody documentation online. And then I look at places like China, which have taken this to an extreme, 400, 600 million closed circuit TV cameras in China one for every one and a half persons watching the Chinese all the time, able to monitor them 100% by face and also to identify them by gate and, and to limit their ability to do absolutely anything, to buy, to sell, to travel, to move, to leave their neighborhood with this top-down surveillance system that perversely and consciously the, some of the Chinese engineers have actually named Skynet and in a conscious attempt to produce a positive version of, you know, the absolutely catastrophic, apocalyptic, artificial intelligence that was in the bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And you can't even talk about this stuff without sounding like a raving conspiratorialist, but, but there it is. Now, tell me more about the tri-state city. So what have you seen? Because I don't know anything about it, neither does anybody else watching, I presume, except for, you know, those who've gone down the rabbit hole with you. Uh, I was reading a book about cholera a couple of years ago. I think it was called Ghost Map. And, uh, and interestingly, towards the end of the book, he, the, the author in an otherwise excellent book started talking about these smart cities where, you know, basically everything, we don't have to worry about any disease anymore, that sort of thing. Last time I was in China, uh, you know, I got kicked out of Hong Kong in 2020. I was a bad boy. Uh, I was watching the protest and they finally kicked me out after seven months. But that was Hong Kong. But when I was, last time I was in mainland China, I was actually uh, researching information more. I was in places like Nanjing and Shanghai and that sort of thing. But I was in southern China uh, where the Uyghurs are uh, at, for part of that trip. And I, I was talking with restaurant owners and farmers and that sort of thing. And the restaurant, various restaurant owners told me that when a Uyghur comes in, they are mandated by law to call the police immediately. The police immediately come to check. So the smart city goes beyond mere... Optics. You know, they're installing those cameras all over Hong Kong. They were doing it that when I left. That's in Hong Kong. But over in mainland China, it's not just the cameras everywhere. It's also, you know, you're mandated to call. When I was in Hong Kong, by the way, in the protest, the, uh, the, the protesters would take their lasers and shine them in the cameras and, and burn out the sensors. Actually, my camera got a little damaged by it. And, but, you know, that's not a long-term solution, obviously. But the, the, what I'm getting to is these smart cities are clearly coming, and they're already here to some degree every time we use our cards and that sort of thing. But they're clearly taking it to a higher level of complete control. And again, they, this isn't conspiratorial. They say they're going to do it. I mean, talk about Mark Rutte, the prime minister of Netherlands. You can see Klaus Schwab going, where do you find such prime ministers as Mark Rutte? You know, did you see him say, I, I, I watch your Twitter, uh, Jordan, and I, and I watch a lot of your uh, podcast. I know you know what's going on because you talk about it all the time. So uh, I do hope that more people share, not just say they don't want it, but I want to see people share about the C-40s. 
definitely. Because this just is... knowing about it and not doing anything is, is the same as, as complying. Right, exactly. And, and they often do comply. And see, this is this is what I saw from the beginning about the masks is this level, you know, where we're groomed to take the mark of the beast, you know. Um, well, you can't come into this store unless you put this on your mouth. You can't uh, come in unless you stick this in your body. You can't do this until you, yeah, the calories. And I noticed that the, you know, even now, ever since 2020, Flights are just becoming a joke, you know. They're late. They're always delayed. They're just—it's—it's it's a pain, and I believe that's rigged. And so many other things are rigged to where you eventually will just, you know, do exactly what. Oh well, we got to do this. See, we're used to it now. We got to wear the masks. We got to take the jab. Well, they're just looking for—they're looking out for us. So mm-hmm. you know. Hey, if they're going to control our calories, that's wonderful. They're going to take care of us and tell us what to do. I don't think, I, I, I don't think, I think the people who comply thus far will be the ones to, you know, be sucked into it. Not us, not the rest of us, obviously. But there will be people who just love this. Yeah, but I, I think, think, though, that a lot of it is is the fact that, People are just, uh, they're just afraid of not complying. Uh, that There are those people, definitely, most definitely. But uh, most, I think there are some people, the ones that wear their scam under their chin, um, I, I think there really are some people that just like this. You know, they're antisocial to begin with. And do uh, you notice a lot of it, not everything, but a lot of it, like the no cars and flying and all this, is designed to keep everybody in the house, trackable. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if they could take the properties away and everybody can live in a basically a, a, a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? about having a conversation, as you and I are doing, and then finding, like, say, I talk to you about meat, chicken, poultry, and then all of a sudden you see ads for poultry an hour later on wherever, Facebook, YouTube. Um, What do you think about that? Considering that I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I don't own a cell phone. Oh, very good. So if I have those conversations, I don't see those ads show up. Interesting. So you don't you don't own a cell phone um, at all. That's that's very. I only knew I know one other individual in this planet uh, who doesn't own one. Have yeah, you so, always uh, not owned I, I one? I use Vonage, so it plugs into my internet. Oh, uh, Magic Jack, something like that. No, something... no, it's better than that. It just plugs into my router. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Oh, that's what so, I'm on right but, now. But you don't. You you've never had a cell phone. 
I had a, a sponsor once who gave me a free cell phone. It was a flip phone for 90 days. Mm-hmm. I used it to take uh, two text messages, and, and uh, someone called me for a job interview while I was at my day job. So I used it three times, and after the 90 days, I said, no, I don't want it. So I've never had a cell phone bill, and I only used it to put up ads that I was looking for more radio show hosts on Craigslist, and I needed something with a six-digit code. So you you have never, in the whole time cell phones have been out, is there a reason you chose not to do that? Did you see this coming, or did you just never oh, like yeah, the idea? Oh, yeah, I saw this coming. Uh, there, there's a lot of reasons. But, yeah, that's the main thing. Fast. So even in the 90s, you never had one? No. Fascinating. Well, that's great. Probably a lot safer that way. I don't plan on getting one now just to go into a building. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's certainly a lot safer. Because, yeah, you know, I'll be having a conversation and, and I'll get on Facebook or something like that and I'll see ads for whatever I was talking about. What's your take on that? Um, well, Cause I'm not I, the only one either. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I expect it because you, uh, especially with Instagram, they you you give them access to look up any of your of your history of browsing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it relates to to what you do on your cell phone necessarily, but. I just find it a little fascinating. Big mm. Brother is indeed watching. Yeah, uh, Orwell was just about 20 years late, but certainly uh, it's coming years, to pass. 19, was... 1984. This is 2024, yep. so 40 years. Well, it started sooner than that. A lot sooner. Well, Probably anyway. sooner than any of us thought. Mm-hmm. I would say it started in, I would say, the late 90s, early 2000s with the Internet. We just didn't well, know it. I don't think it. the it Internet necessarily blatant. was the death of, of us. I, I just think that it's the... Not the Internet it's itself, the but how it was used. Mm-hmm. It's the, the 1% that figured out how to, how to corral the 99% like cattle. Right. I mean, I think it's really blatant now, but back in the late uh, 90s, early 2000s, I think, even possibly in the 80s, I don't know. I don't know how far back. I just, there's there's theories that people have presented to me over the years that I think, that's insane. What are you smoking? that over the past three years I've had to open up my mind a little more to that possibility than I did back then. I thought they were crazy conspiracy theorists. I love that saying, um, I have to come up with a new conspiracy theory. All mine have come true. Right. I have one last clip tonight here. Okay. Do you like Russell Brand? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, let's do this. I have two clips. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play a five minute clip, and we're gonna close the show with Russell Brand. Okay. So, uh, California is gone forever. I'm gonna go ahead and play this. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Oh, I gotta tell you, I just love it when the perfect story comes around. Just as I've started many of these videos previously, let's do the same Gavin Newsom flashback, where he said all the chaos, all the crime, all the craziness that you hear and see coming out of California is all an illusion, a Tucker Carlson Fox News illusion. They're so upset about the messaging on the other side, the anger in this the entertainment wing, particularly of the Republican Party, the surround sound on Fox with these, you know, I don't even like saying his name, Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. or that other, I don't even know, the guy from the, I mean, it's just like they're all the same. And what American News and Newsmax and, and what they're doing to divide this country to, you know, where illusion rules, not facts. Well, I love that flashback. It's one of my most used flashbacks. Basically, every time we cover California, leftist clown world, Democrat cities, we got to refer to that clip. But especially in this video, Gavin Newsom says it's all an illusion. Well, then why is it that we're now seeing a San Francisco doom loop walking tour, a literal tourist attraction, a tour for out-of-state and out-of-country visitors coming to San Francisco to get close and personal to the squalor. Yes, this is a real thing. Why are we seeing this tour sell out? Gavin says it's an illusion, but it's now become a tourist attraction because the issue is so out in the open and so pervasive, so extreme. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, let's show these leftoids. Let's show little Gavin Newsom just how real it really is. San Francisco Doom Loop walking tour gets visitors close and personal to the squalor, and it's already sold out. Tourists curious about San Francisco's urban decay of abandoned shops, open-air drug use, and homeless encampments can get a guided tour of the whole thing. A street-savvy guide fed up with the lack of action by the local government says they will take people on the so-called Doom Loop walking tour to see the worst of the city for themselves. A tongue-in-cheek ad for the tour claims, you've read the headlines, you've seen the tweets, now get close and personal to the doom and squalor of downtown San Francisco. How can a city with $14.6 billion in annual budget be a model of urban decay? How can it spend $776 million per year on police and have no rule of law to show for it? Discover the policy choices that made America's wealthiest city the nation's innovative leader of housing crisis, addiction, mental health crisis, and unrepentant crime crisis. The unidentified guide claims that they are in a great position to give the tour as a card-carrying city commissioner and opinionated loudmouth who works in a municipal department. The guide promises paying customers will get to see the city's most blighted and crime-ridden areas all located in its center, including the Tenderloin District, Union Square, and the mid-market. Community activists scoffed at the idea, why would someone pay $30 to see something they could get for free, questioned longtime Tenderloin resident J.J. Smith, who helps the area's drug users and homeless, 
San Francisco is having a rough time right now, and something like this won't help unless you give the proceeds back to the people on the streets who need it. Yeah, pretty sure you have $14.6 billion in taxes, but obviously throwing money at the problem doesn't help anything or anyone. But anyways, let me reiterate. The problem that Gavin Newsom says doesn't exist is so extreme that there's now a tour to take you to see basically the decline of the city, the chaos, the crime, the open-air drug markets and drug use, even the financial and retail decay. There's a TikTok video that's gone pretty viral, currently being passed around on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, that really puts it into visual perspective. Take a look at this. Those are before and after photos from Google Earth, not from 1995 to now, but from two years ago to now. That's the visual difference of simply a couple years. A couple years of trash policy, almost instantaneous death of a city. I mean, the photos are just insane coming from Google Street View. Here's San Francisco in May of 2019. Fast forward to September 2022, where the doors are boarded up, there's trash everywhere, and the homeless, along with drug dealers, it seems, on the side, totally taking over the street, not to mention the graffiti. Apparently, this doesn't exist. And apparently, this this headline, citing a study, is also just a figment of my imagination. San Francisco has the worst pandemic recovery in the nation, as city is mired in crime, homelessness, says study. The University of Toronto School of Cities this week released its downtown recovery rankings, which were based on the change in level of foot traffic in dozens of North American cities from before the pandemic to afterward. According to the study, San Francisco ranked dead last in recovering from the pandemic when downtowns around the world became unrecognizably quiet and life due to lockdown measures. Indeed, the far-left California enclave this spring experienced only 32% of the foot traffic seen during the spring of 2019. The number was identical when compared to the winter. It's absolute insanity this city has been brought to an absolute halt. San Francisco's $1.2 billion Hayes Point Tower stops construction over rampant crime and homelessness. This is literally the only major project happening right now in San Francisco. There is no development, and the one major building project that they had has just been put on hold because of poor market conditions, crime, and homelessness. You know, there's a lot of cities with crime and homelessness. Not too many cities where the crime and homelessness is so bad that you can't build anymore. It's such a complete S-show that major investors behind development projects are saying, whoa, 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 maybe let's reassess this situation before we go even deeper in the red. That is absolutely freaking insane. Almost as insane as this picture right over here. This was an app that was created, I believe, by a San Francisco resident where people could basically log in and log their geolocation whenever they come across um, excrement, feces, in the city of San Francisco. That's the feces map in San Francisco. What a beautiful place to walk around. Bring your children on vacation. Get mugged. Everything smells like urine. Get chased by a homeless person. And while you're running away, make sure you're dodging all the feces and needles. 
absolute craziness. It sounds hyperbolic, and it is to a certain extent, but at the same time, it's also kind of not. People are finally reaching their breaking point. It seems like many citizens have had enough. Tyranny of the minority. CEO of San Francisco's Gumps blasts California's leadership in full-page newspaper ad. He writes, Gumps has been a San Francisco icon for more than 165 years. Today, we prepare our 166th holiday season at 250 Post Street. We fear this may be our last because of the profound erosion of this city's current conditions. San Francisco now suffers from a tyranny of the minority, behavior and actions of the few that jeopardize the livelihood of many. The ramifications of pandemic policies advising people to abandon their offices are only beginning to be understood. Equally devastating have been the litany of destructive San Francisco strategies, including allowing the homeless to occupy our sidewalks, to openly distribute and use illegal substances, and to harass the public and to defile the city's streets. It seems like what I'm saying isn't propaganda at all, huh? Literally everything I was just saying is now coming from a resident and business owner. Such abject disregard for civilized conduct makes San Francisco unlivable for its residents, unsafe for our employees, and unwelcoming to visitors from around the world. San Franciscans deserve better than the current condition of our city. Gump implores the governor, the mayor, and the city supervisors to take immediate actions, including cleaning the city streets, removing homeless encampments, enforcement of city and state ordinance, and returning San Francisco to its rightful place as one of America's shining beacons of urban society. As San Franciscans, we will continue to support the compassionate efforts of helping those in need, but we believe failed public policies must be abandoned and renewed focus must be brought to restore the city we all love. Let me guess, little Gavin Newsom, he must be a Fox News conspiracy theorist, huh? Absolute freaking lunatics, man. It's just insane how these Democrat politicians continue to double down on these policy positions of total lawlessness and chaos. I mean, this is a regular occurrence in California cities. This happened in L.A. not too long ago, and nothing happens. Nobody gets prosecuted. Prosecutors and police departments simply say, we are looking for the individuals, and then nothing ever happens, except the community gets victimized over and over and over again, with businesses left to pick up the pieces. It's completely insane. That's what it's like to run a business in San Francisco or in Los Angeles, and this is what it's like to walk the streets. Welcome to Democrat Clown World 2023. That's what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and play out Russell Brand until the show ends here. So, Nicole, oh, okay. uh, this is it. So... Uh, we'll play Russell Brand, and uh, thank you for joining us here. And uh, we sure. may get Did cut off. Sure. Did you want to talk to might, me might... after the show? Uh, we can, or uh, I could talk to you in the green room, I guess. But I'll, I'll go ahead and play the clip here. Okay, sure. Moderna made a fortune during the pandemic selling vaccines to the government that were funded by your taxpayer dollars. Now, a former government worker that bought all of those vaccines has taken a brand new job. Guess where he's working? <coughs> Hello there, you 6.5 million awakening wonders. Thanks for joining us on our mutual voyage to truth and freedom where we look at the facts together and see where we've been lied to and where the flow of this centralizing, profiteering, globalist elite cadre might be leading us next. Hit the notification bell and subscribe right now. It really helps us. And let's have a look at how Moderna's vaccine project was funded, where the profits have gone. And I'm going to ask you, do you think it's right that someone that worked for the government during the pandemic is able to take a job at Moderna?
Moderna subsequently. And with all these new stories about vaccine side effects and vaccine injuries, let's have a look at how much money Moderna put aside to cover their liability in the event that a single person had an adverse reaction to a single vaccine. Not that I'm suggesting that happened anywhere. Need your profits. Does Moderna plough back into helping uh, people who are injured by the vaccine? Um, thank you. I was going to say um, um, we are aware that uh, it's a, that uh, there is a, a, a sort of a. Once you start saying sort of a in an official inquiry, it looks like the next thing that comes is even going to be a lie or not helpful. An indemnity for COVID-19 suppliers, uh, but indemnities are policy matter for government to decide. I can't. So Moderna doesn't put any of its profits back into helping the victims of um, uh, injuries from the Moderna vaccine, is that correct? So Moderna is a company that's focused on manufacturing vaccines. They certainly are focused on it, but they like the funding to come from you, the public, whether it's in Australia, the United Kingdom, or the United States of America. What an incredible business model that is. You fund the research, they take the profits, people that work for the government go and work for Moderna, and when studies reveal that the vaccine may not have been as effective as first claimed, there's no liability, even in the event that you were specifically injured by the vaccine. I wish I could have a business model like that, don't you? The matter of um, indemnity uh, in for uh, vaccine suppliers is a matter for government. Oh, so in the event that there are vaccine injuries, you pay for that as well. Because government, as you know, don't have their own money. That's your taxpayer money. You fund the vaccine. The vaccine may not be as effective as they say it will. People that work for government go and work at Moderna. In the event that the vaccine is not effective, you're not allowed to even talk about it. No wonder you're not allowed to ask questions because otherwise the whole racket falls apart. So, so you're you're not prepared to underwrite the risk of your own vaccine. This is a truly global issue. Australia, the United States of America, the UK, everywhere in the world, except for poor countries for some reason, they didn't get as many vaccines. You're not prepared to actually put money where your mouth is when it comes to the safety of your vaccine, is that correct? So just before you answer this question, uh, Senator Rennick, if that's, I'll have to go to Senator Antic yep, after this answer is given. that's the last question yeah. there. Back to, back to you. You know you're getting close to the truth when someone interrupts the inquiry. Just before you answer that question, did you know I can fart waltzing Matilda? <coughs> Doesn't sound that much like it. I've actually gone to the toilet in my trousers. Hope you've put some liability aside for that. Actually, no, we didn't. I'm not paying my own dry cleaning bills. That's taxpayer. Just yes or no, you're not prepared to underwrite the safety of your own vaccine? We take safety of our vaccines very seriously. People just say stuff like that, don't they? We take it very seriously. Do you back it financially? No, not that seriously. Uh, we have a very good pharmacovigilance process in place, in fact, a comprehensive one. However, I would only reiterate that um, um, indemnities are a matter for policymakers. But, but what about a moral, social... I think you're going in the wrong direction when you start talking about moral social consciences because if you had a moral social conscience, you perhaps wouldn't use taxpayer money to fund a vaccine, not have a fund for the liability of vaccine injuries, employ people from government that previously worked at Moderna, then go back to work at Moderna afterwards. When at the beginning of this pandemic, people saying, I've got a few questions. Is it right that we should be taking these vaccines? Is it right we should be locked in our home? Because the past has taught me maybe not to trust big pharmaceutical companies and the government, particularly when they're working together. Guess who was called crazy? You, conspiracy theorists. Social conscience of putting some of your profits back in helping victims of the vaccine. Zero? Is it zero dollars? I might just before you again, Dr. Leong, just before you answer that, I appreciate 
Um, well, just that she's not answering. No, I, I, don't you love Australian politics? Like, come on, right? Plainly, it's ripped off the whole country and possibly the whole world. Look, we take safety really seriously. Well, just, just before you answer that, Ishnay on the vaccine's not working, nay. If I touch my glasses, it means you're about to ruin our business model. Stop talking. I, I uh, respect you asking the questions. I just want to make sure we can get to Senator Antic and keep to our, our timetable. But I'll, I'll um, just take that as a zero. Thank you. In the United States of America, a recent $400 million payment has been made to the NIH. Let's look at that. Is it enough money? And what's it for? And where will it end up? As Moderna racked up tens of billions of dollars in sales of its coronavirus vaccine, the company held off on paying for the rights to a chemical technique that scientists said it borrowed from government-funded research and used in its wildly successful shot. We're just borrowing this technique. Very interesting because, of course, at that time, everything was a rush. There was an international, global emergency. Emergency, but I noticed that a lot of the decisions seem to have benefited a certain strata of government, a certain strata of the corporate world. And when it comes to injuries, damages, consequences, costs, small businesses closing, suicide rates, people taking their own lives, mental health, addiction issues, it seems that there's been no contingency there. Very peculiar. But Moderna and the government have now reached an agreement. The company said on Thursday that it had made a $400 million payment for the technique that will be shared by the National Institute of Health and two American universities where the method was invented. Extraordinary. $400 million sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So imagine how much money Moderna must have made. Presumably it's a great deal because they're taking on all sorts of new staff members at the moment, some of whom, by coincidence, worked at the government when they were buying the Moderna vaccines. What a small world. What a small, corrupt world. The payment disclosed in Moderna's latest earnings report represented a small victory for the experts and activists who long argued that the company had resisted acknowledging its debt to the government and academic research. Researchers. If pharmaceutical companies are going to make billions of dollars, which they are, it seems reasonable that the scientists who helped generate some of the initial intellectual property in the universities also share some of the gains, said Jason McClellan. Moderna is still locked in a separate high-stakes dispute with the NIH over who invented the central component of the vaccine, the genetic sequence that helps recipients produce an immune response. Like when my children argue, they have conversations like that. I was going to wear that anyway, then she wore it, and I'm going to like... This is like the NIH and Moderna. This is billions of dollars. Your billions of dollars, curiously. We was going to invent that anyway. You just said it before. Do you know what's really annoying? I came up with the idea for Harry Potter and then bloody J.K. Rowling wrote it. Give us some of that money! The NIH said its scientists, some of whom have been collaborating for years with Moderna, had helped to design that sequence. Moderna also received nearly $10 billion in taxpayer funding to develop and test the vaccine and to provide doses to the federal government. The company has sold roughly $36 billion worth of coronavirus vaccines worldwide. If indeed the taxpayer helped create that vaccine, then the taxpayer bought that vaccine, then the taxpayer pay if that vaccine goes wrong. Meanwhile, people question the efficacy of that vaccine. It seems that some of that $36 billion, more than $400 million, a tiny, tiny percentage of it, should find its way back to the taxpayers. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. Moderna has benefited richly from government largesse, and it does owe a public duty, but it's been very begrudging and slow in acknowledging that public duty, said Lawrence Gostin, a professor of global health law at Georgetown University. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I suppose so. I suppose you did give us that money. Okay, here's some of the profits. Mr. Gostin said the agreement announced on Thursday, which was finalised in December, was a small token in the right direction. What 
what is this? Like Monopoly? Yes, we acknowledge that you did fund that whole vaccine and we could never have invented it without you and that you gave us all of the money and we took all the profits. And in order to acknowledge that, here, we're, oh God, where is it? Hold on, let me spot it. Ah, use this microscope. Ah, there it is. Let me get some tweezers. There you go. A small token. We used these microscopes when we was coming up with a vaccine. Or when you came up with a vaccine. I can't remember anymore. It's so confusing. Chris Ridley, a Moderna spokesman, said in a statement that the company and the government have been engaged in productive discussions since 2020 regarding the licensing of certain patents related to COVID-19 vaccines. Well, I'll tell you what the rest of us have been involved in since 2020. A terrible, terrible economic disaster, a mental health crisis, and a global nightmare. They've been having productive discussions. How about some of that money back? No, I could offer you another small token. Where is that small token? <laughs> he added, it was always our intention to reach an agreement and we were pleased to have done so this past December. Oh, you lovely guys. <laughs> they always intended to. We didn't intend to just make a massive profit and then give you a small token. The company has forecast COVID vaccine sales of $5 billion for 2023. A great time to be working for Moderna. That's why so many government officials <laughs> that did work for the government are now working for Moderna. In fact, by weird coincidence, Jonathan Van Tam, whose name is too much like John Claude Van Damme and Jonathan Van Ness's names, he was in charge of part of the COVID response in our country, the UK, during the pandemic. Guess where he's just got a job? You're going to love this. Meanwhile, Sir Jonathan Van Tam, sorry, Sir Jonathan Van Tam, it's almost like the establishment are all working together to reify and make people seem real reliable and efficient and better than you, while they're one minute working for the government and the next minute working for Moderna, but they're better than you, remember? You don't have a Sir in front of your name. <laughs> I can't afford a Sir in front of my name. Sorry, I didn't hear that. You sound like someone in need of a token. So Jonathan Van Tam, the UK's former Deputy Chief Medical Officer, who became a household name during the pandemic, Ugh. has become a senior medical consultant to the COVID-19 vaccine maker, Moderna. That's the sort of thing you don't want happening. Imagine if at the beginning of the pandemic, when people say, listen, you lot, this is our World War II. Why don't you all just join in? That's not patriotic. Listen, we should be shaming those people. Imagine you said then, what if high-level government officials that are involved in the recommendation of these medical solutions then take jobs? Well, that won't happen, you idiot. Your conspiracy theorist. It is happening, though. It is. It actually is happening. Jonathan Van Tam, whose name suggests he lives somewhere between an action star and a type of biscuit, has just been given a job at Moderna when the whole way through the pandemic, guess what he's saying? You know what the answer to this is? Moderna. Known by the initials JVT. Oh cool, oh cool, he's got a nickname. That makes all the corruption just melt away. As long as we're getting shafted by people that have got cool initials, I love it. Anthony Fauci, hey, AF's on the way. So F you up the BH. He was remembered by the striking metaphors he used during Downing Street briefings on the progress of the virus. Perhaps now he'll be remembered for the striking doctors and nurses who suddenly aren't as popular as they were during the pandemic. Do you remember the rainbows in the window? Do you remember the clapping for carers? It seems like with all that money being made, none of it seems to be trickling down towards doctors and nurses. That's strange, isn't it? He took up the role as part-time clinical advisor to the American biotechnology company on the 2nd of May. Van Tam, a professor who was knighted in the 2022 New Year's Honours, like that is exactly how it works, isn't it? Isn't it exactly how you believe it works? Okay, Jonathan Van Tam, or JVT as we call you. Arise, Sir JVT. Well done with your fantastic work. And if this knighthood isn't enough, here's a job at Moderna. What about the rest of the country? My small business is collapsed. Tokens, anyone? Was a member of the government's vaccine task force. 
during the pandemic which made decisions on supply contracts for COVID jabs and investments in manufacturing and clinical opportunities. Oh, wow. So during the pandemic, it was up to him to decide who to give your money to. And then after the pandemic, he got a job at one of the companies they gave your money to. I'm going to need a pretty big token, baby. The UK government bought tens of millions of COVID jabs from Moderna during the pandemic and struck a 10-year partnership with the US drug maker to boost research and development of mRNA vaccines in the UK, including constructing a new vaccine factory. There's a point where I would have thought the legacy media, who used to investigate stories like this, used to be proud of their investigations into financial corruption and the relationship between the state and big corporations, might have to say, oh no, that COVID thing, it was what the conspiracy theorists said it was. It was a racket. It was opportunism. To use a JVT-style metaphor, we took our eye off the ball and we've been shafted right up the shitter. Don't tear the pants out of it. When are they going to start looking into this as ordinary standard corruption, the kind of corruption that those kind of newspapers used to investigate? Moderna's chief medical officer, Paul Burton, said, Professor Van Tam's significant experience and expertise as a specialist in influenza, 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 more like it, including its epidemiology, transmission, vaccinology, and pandemic preparedness. Although many people say that one of the main problems is we prepared for an influenza pandemic rather than what this was, which was a different type of pandemic, though it was very profitable for old Van Tam. As well as a globally renowned academic and educator will be a vital asset to Moderna as we work to improve population health security. Yeah, and possibly relationships with the government. And also perhaps ease the passageway between your taxpayer money and their profits, which seems to be a pretty fluid passage right now. Van Tam is prohibited from using privileged information from his time in government to further his business interests. Oh, that's good then, because we've really seen over the last few years how we can trust everybody, because it's not like everything they said at the beginning's been a total pack of absolute lies. So don't worry, because look, he's not allowed to share privileged information, so you can all go back to your cosy little beds, safe in the knowledge that there's nothing to worry about. When Van Tam left his government role, the then health secretary, Saeed Javid, praised him for his unique approach to explaining crucial information to the public. JVT's one-of-a-kind approach to communicating science over the past two years has no doubt played a vital role in protecting and reassuring the nation, making him a national treasure. I'm surprised there's any treasure left for the nation after how much Moderna and this mob have taken out of it. Do you see how they patronisingly enjoy the idea that JVT apparently used sports metaphors in his communicating of pandemic policy, which I actually regard in retrospect as somewhat patronising. Perhaps if it had been shown that the pandemic had been expertly handled, that the medicines had been highly effective, that the strategies had taken into place the likely economic impact and the impact on other diseases like cancer and heart disease and mental health conditions, maybe I'd look back on JVT's sports metaphors as an indication that he's one of the lads, that he's one of us, that the people are being governed fairly by people who speak their language and understand their rules. In retrospect, what it looks like is manipulative, propagandist corruption from someone who went on to work for the companies that benefited financially from the pandemic. Van Tam became known for giving COVID updates in a light-hearted way, often using football or other analogies. Okay, it's nearly kick-off, so sit down on your seats and get ready for game time. After this, I'm going to get a nice little massage from the guys at Moderna because we're all one big team together, yeah? In late 2020, he told the BBC that in the early stages of the pandemic, the away team gave us an absolute battering. And presumably he meant the away team was the coronavirus itself. But no, it looks like the away team was the pharmaceutical 
pharmaceutical industry and their relationship with your government and your taxpayer dollars. And indeed, they did give us an absolute battering. Adding, in the 70th minute, we've now got an equaliser. Oh, he's using 70th minute. He's just like us. Okay, we've got to hold our nerve now and see if we can get another goal and nick it. Oh, he got another goal and nicked it, all right. Guess where he's working now? Moderna. In fact, if you want a metaphor, it's like he played in goal for one football team, let in a load of goals, and then went to work at the football team that scored all those goals against him. There's a sports metaphor I'd like to see him unpack. The announcement of Van Tam's appointment to Moderna raised some eyebrows. Raised some eyebrows? Wait a minute, a person that was working for the government and setting up all of these Moderna contracts is going to work for Moderna. Oh, this looks like corruption. Okay, eyebrows, do your worst. Rose Whiffen, the senior research officer at Transparency International UK, said, When companies employ former officials, regardless of whether they worked in that industry before their government role or not, it raises the risk of privileged information being misused for commercial benefit. It's not the risk of that, it's the point of that. That is why that's happening. Do you seriously think there is no connection at all between dear old Jonathan metaphor-using, eyebrow-raising Van Tam having a position where he was able to facilitate massive profits for Moderna, taking a job at Moderna? And while you're answering that question, do you think there's no connection between Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, being an investor in a hedge fund that invested in Moderna and refusing to talk about whether he profited? There's a lot of coincidences going on. And when the number of coincidences becomes unignorable, I think what you have is conspiracy. Currently, there are only minimal safeguards against abuse of the revolving door between the public and private sector. Yes, that's because it's institutionalised corruption. The government should prohibit ex-senior civil servants and ministers from taking up positions where they have substantial responsibility for policy relevant to the hiring company. You know why they've not done that? Because then people wouldn't take those roles. They'd go, well, hold on, why should we work in government if we can't use that experience? That's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of it. The knighthood taking a sort of a comparatively low paid civic role before taking a hugely paid role at a corporation. That is literally, you know already, don't you, how the system works. If you stop that, you're changing the system. That's why you need parties, politicians, organisations that say what we're going to do is introduce policies that prevent that. And if you don't get that, you don't really get anything because that's, in a sense, the nucleus of our problem. Van Tam has also been a consultant to the World Health Organisation on influenza since 2004. The World Health Organisation that provides your community guidelines here on YouTube if that's where you're watching it. It's almost like all of these things are connected. Not only is this a disgusting, appalling story in and of itself, but it's also a perfect template for how things work more broadly. What is it when the mainstream media bring on military consultants to advocate for war that have undeclared relationships with Raytheon or Lockheed Martin? What is it when a government official one minute is telling you that you ought to be taking these vaccines, that it's the only solution, that we could score a goal in the 70th minute and nick it, and then the next minute is working at Moderna? That is the system. It's what you've always known. It's what you've always suspected. It's what you imagined was going to happen at the beginning of the pandemic. You realised it more quickly than we did even. And now there's proof that that's what's happening. He worked in the pharmaceutical and vaccines industries from 2000 until 2004 for SmithKline Beecham, which became part of GSK, Roche, and a joint venture between Sanofi Pasteur and MSD. Additionally, Rishi Sunak, the current Prime Minister, basically President, of our country, also has some interesting ties to Moderna. Here they are. In 2020, then-Chancellor, means in charge of the money, Rishi Sunak, refused to disclose whether he would profit from a surge in the share price of COVID-19 vaccine manufacturer Moderna, one of the biggest investments held by the hedge fund he co-founded before entering Parliament. Before entering Parliament, he came up with a hedge fund, a bunch of money. They invested a lot in Moderna. Then while he was in charge of the British public's money, they invested a lot of money in Moderna. Then 
when asked, hey, are you going to profit from that? He refused to answer it. Presumably <laughs> because his answer was going to make us so happy that he thought, oh, what? You thought because I'm not answering this question about whether or not I'll profit from Moderna just because I co-funded a hedge fund which invested in Moderna and now we're buying a bunch of Moderna vaccines. Those vaccines were a surprise for your birthday and you've ruined it. You're just like your Pfizer. Cheers, it's been a while. Sunak was a founding partner of Faleen Partners, a major investor in Moderna and one of the executives managing its US office. He left the firm in 2013, returning to the UK to pursue his political career. Well, now that I've set up this hedge fund, I've got to pursue my real dream of serving the British people in government office. I just wonder if all those experiences that I've had investing in Moderna will ever come in handy in my new role being in charge of all the money of the British taxpayer. I mean, wouldn't that be wonderful if those two things at some point interacted? It is not known whether Sunak retained any investment in the Thaleem Fund after leaving. Thaleem is registered in the Cayman Islands, a tax haven, which does not make the company records public. Well, there you go. Government officials benefiting from investments made by you and officials that have worked at the WHO and Moderna, working at government, profiting from your money. I mean, the whole thing is literally exactly what we thought it would be all along, except perhaps, actually, a bit worse. Just remember some of the stations of the cross on this journey to your... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.